it's it's it. actually been seven years since our last recording. Uh, I mean, probably my marquee's, I think, at least a couple of years old, so. All right. Well, when we're on track. We are on track. We need to add, like, another thing to the byline, which is, like, curated curated indie games, or, uh, like, not timely. Pre-2016. Yeah. <laughs> Fashionably late curated indie <laughs> games. The games we can guarantee went under the radar because it's the radar is, is years it, old. Yeah, the radar <laughs> has passed over them. <laughs> Not all of them. I have some on here that are are, are fairly recent. Fairly. 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 Yeah, I've. I also have games. a new segment. Oh, really? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Is well, it games that you you played months ago, and we're going to talk about on the show, but then you've now forgotten most of the games, so you're going to kind of just fill <laughs> in the blanks <laughs> and guess. <laughs> like I, I remember, it was a top down shooter, but like. Uh, maybe RPG elements? <laughs> I can't remember the elements it had. I think it was RPG, maybe shooter. I think it was cell shaded, but it, it might have just been like 2D animation. I don't, I don't know. It might have just been bad looking. <laughs> I thought it was cell shaded. I want to say there's Captain in the name. <laughs> Captain? No, no, no that's no, not I'm right. Not feeling in- Lieutenant? I, you, just look it up. <laughs> End of segment. <laughs> Well, welcome to an all new Waz curated indie games. I'm Joey, and I'm Ari, and it's been a minute. Yep, as as I think is the beginning of the last like four or five episodes. It's been a minute. Let's just go through this bucket of games. Life certainly gets in the way, doesn't it, it Joey? It certainly does. <laughs> just uh, hauled a raccoon out of my backyard. <laughs> so let's start. I have them divided out into the segments still. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, so let's let's talk about what you've been playing that doesn't fit with our curated, fashionably late curated indie game model. I'll, I'll probably just focus on some of the more recent ones because <laughs> there's too much stuff. Uh-huh. Um, a couple that are, I guess, somewhat worth talking about. Do you, you really like Black Sea Odyssey, right? Was that one of them Black's, that you liked? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I played it. I didn't like it that much. Uh, I, I liked it less than I remembered when because I, I played it on Switch. I played it on Switch, too. I got it for Switch. Yeah. Because I remember you liking it. It it has not aged very well. It's fairly old at this point. It yeah, has not aged well. It's, it's it's not fun to play, really. <laughs> I gave it a good effort. Like, I yeah. played in a few hours you, because you didn't it's find hard. You didn't find it at all satisfying to, like, rip the... Rip the... But you don't need to rip the stuff off it, is what I've found. Yeah, yeah. But and it's sometimes... more fun that way. It, it, I you guess tear it's... a big giant space squid's eye out? I thought it was just because it was so hard. So then I, I spent a few hours to like got good oh. enough I could kill the thing. And then I was like, no. This is not fun. <laughs> it's just not that much. So are we in 20 minutes or less? No. Okay. Because I don't even... Because it's not a bad... I, I, wouldn't, I played way more than 20 minutes. Oh, okay. I wouldn't even say it's 20 minutes bad. This, is, this isn't like your... Are you in others... Right now? I'm just like what we've been playing. Okay. Um, I do have some 20 minutes. Are we going to do a 20 minutes? I got one. No, so, I don't, but we'll wait. Because I can save some of this stuff for 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay, then I won't we'll talk save about it. save it for the segment. Um, I played through all that Mortal Kombat 11 story. Oh, do you see the uh, the white genocide? The white genocide? <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear about the internet being incensed about the stupid, <clears throat> bullshit, not realistic... Sto- not worth getting upset about storylines in, in Mortal Kombat 11? I've not heard of this, no. Okay, so you know Jax. I know Jax. You love Jax, I love Jax, we all I love Jax. I don't love Jax, but we, I we know all, Jax. We all love Jax. No, I think he's kind of a bad character, but that's okay, anyway. <laughs> did, you, did you beat it with Jax? No. Okay. I so. mean, you the story mode, you don't choose who you're playing. 
did you get to the story with Jax? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know he goes back in time and like beats up some slavers. Spoilers alerts after the fact. Some slavers. Okay, so apparently I don't have Mortal Kombat 11. I just have what the internet tells uh, me. Okay. From what the internet's telling me is that there's some revisionist history thing where you can go back in time to, like, slave era to basically, like, um, what was that Quentin Tarantino uh, movie with Jane Django? Fox? Yeah, Django-type style. You just, like... Oh, maybe that's the arcade ending. Like... I think that's... Yeah, okay. Because I played through the story mode, which is the, like, Mortal Kombat lore-heavy... Like you, no, they no, bounce no. There's around. one where like each player gets their own story. Okay, no, no, no. I haven't done that. Okay, it, those are just like motion comic, like four or five screens with like here's what happened. Here's what they did after they beat. So the internet got all up in a tizzy, and by the internet, I mean three guys who are all openly racist white supremacists. Okay, and the like two guys who want to pretend like they're not, but but are, but like jerk off to the same stuff as the white supremacists. <laughs> so that in Jax's one of Jax or Jax's arcade ending, he goes back and kills like slave masters. Yeah, yeah, which is like pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like people are like this is revisionist history. This is like more like social justicey like you know trying to promote white genocide type i don't know man that's reaching man it's really reaching and it's like you're just pretty open about your racism (laughs) like it's like the nazi people like we were all in agreement nazis are bad like there were a lot of good movies that came out like indiana jones and like we all agreed this is the one bad guy that's almost getting stale because everyone can get behind now we're saying nazis are not (laughs) Like now, the Civil War slave owners have something that we should be like considering their feelings. Like, uh, yeah. So you've been playing right. that? Uh, no, I played through the story mode, which they Nether Realm has always been real awesome with their stories, where they like they they'll have a cutscene and then you swoop down into one of the characters and then it transitions into a match as part of the the plot of the story. Like nice seamless integration. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, I've played through them all. Uh, this one feels like they're preparing a wipe of the a lore. Clean slate. Yeah. And you know, without giving the ending away, the whole thing of this game is they introduce Kronika, who is like above the elder gods and controls time. Okay. Seems like an easy way out. Yeah, some so time, there's time fuckery. the way that some of it goes, which leads to some pretty great moments where like young versions of characters yeah. are talking to the current versions of themselves. So, like, young douche Johnny Cage is talking to, like, wiser, older, older Johnny Cage. It's funny, because Johnny Cage was the first person that was coming to mind. When you said, like, when you shitty said, old people or old no, no, versions? No, no, when you said, like, their young versions talking to the old person, I'd be like, the only person I want to see is shithead Johnny Cage. Oh, it's fucking great. That's It's, that's it's real good. Uh, and I mean, they can change anything they want in that game as long as down forward and then a button does whatever combination <laughs> you need. It's to not do. quite that, <laughs> but it's they. The interesting thing about the previous two is there was like in Mortal Kombat Nine, which is like the first new one that came out. Mm-hmm. Raiden gets wind of how bad shit goes and like changes the future, right? So some of these previous versions of them are kind of versions of characters that never ended up happening to begin with. That's interesting. So it's like they they could get some of Mortal Kombat 2 characters or 3 characters into this version even though the timeline didn't go out like that anymore. It sounds like nonsense, but it's it nonsense, cool. <laughs> but in like a great 
Mortal Kombat soap opera nonsense way. So in pitching names for a future kid to bury, the one name that I was able to get past uh, that she, <laughs> that she didn't know. With, yeah, that she had no Katana. idea. Katana? Raiden. She was like, yeah, maybe Raiden. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Jaden or Kaden, you know? It's yeah, like yeah. Did she know? Shitty. She didn't know. Oh, okay. And then I was like, well, you know, and she's like, yeah, is it from from anywhere? Like, who, who what kind of name is that? I, was like, well, I couldn't think, like, Katana is the most normal sounding name in that to me. Might have been from uh, Mortal Kombat. And she was like, oh, yeah. Well, maybe. And I was like, oh. Shao Kahn. <laughs> Shao Kahn. <laughs> Liu Kang. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's fun. I I did this. I found this thing in the crypt where which is like their unlockable thing. Yeah. You each character has a pillar that you're supposed to take their severed head to to unlock something for that character. Ah. But to get their severed heads, you have to perform a fatality on them like 50 times. Whoa. And it was going to take fucking forever so and you YouTube it. I found this exploitable glitch <laughs> that if you enter the crypt and then keep the button held down and then just walk up to one of the pillars, you'll just magically have whatever head is there and put it on the spike. I'm guessing they put it in on purpose because they've always had stuff like that where it's like you hold down stuff and then things will happen. But it's a, to shortcut their unlockable system. So it feels like a mistake. <laughs> but I unlocked it all. Bef- like I, I spent like half an hour doing it with every character yeah. in case they fixed it. <laughs> uh, I've still been playing Gloomhaven and uh oh physically physically yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see the uh the adaptation the adaptation even though it'll be the same thing yeah I, i'm excited to finally be able to play it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll play it online yeah, yeah if you want to do it yeah uh because i do think it's still a fun mechanics wise yeah and it'll translate well i i got that expansion for it that i forgot i ordered and Why'd just came i don't know it, i forgot about you'll it never play through the entire first one. Oh, maybe the kids will be into it at some <laughs> even point still it'll take like 10 years yeah to, but uh, one of the characters... You're, you're, none of this is news. <laughs> <laughs> I got it and thought the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> one of the characters has a pull move where he like throws a, a chain and then pulls people. Oh. So every time... It's not my character. So every time the character does it, uh, the guy in our group whose character does it, I say, you have to say it now. <laughs> get over here. Do it. He goes, get over here. And I say, okay. <laughs> okay, proceed. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> yeah. That, I, th- I hope that version of that game is good. And if it is, I'd be like... Maybe I should try to sell my. Sign. You sh- you should, but see now it's like you can get under a hundred dollars for. But I have like all these add-on things, like the oh the Kickstarter stuff. Not Kickstarter stuff, but I have like the removable stickers. I have like metal money. I have the broken token insert, which was like seventy bucks by itself. I think other than the insert, all that stuff's standard. The metal money and inst- oh no, it's not. It's no, not, it's not. A cardboard. We, we we've been playing with money from a different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'll, I'm excited to check out the thing. Is hopefully it's good. So, I mean, speaking of that, I've been playing the Terraform Mars one. Yeah, which is also solid. Like I feel Does like it make you want to go back and play the board game. Yeah, because I've just been buying expansions for it. <laughs> so I just keep getting them. You just I think we're seeing a theme here. Yeah, they're small. Yeah, so they're not like you know fifty dollar expansions like big box. So it's just like adds little bits. So I feel like. All the ones that I've gotten now, if I went back to it, would feel like a new game. So, and it was a, it's a pretty cool game to start with. Yeah, I think the only time we played it was that when you, me, and Kim were in a hotel. 
we were, I think. Oh, I remember that <laughs> night. <laughs> I think it was at Ape or something. We Rome? Have... Was it Rome? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember. Um, but that's the only time I remember playing it. And it, it translates pretty well. It kind of got review bombed at the beginning for not having a like really popular variant, which fucking whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a little rough edges, but the overall presentation, I feel like they went above and beyond trying to make it not feel as board gamey. Which... How many? I mean, does the the ver- online version you're playing? Are you playing with any of the expansions? They don't have any. I don't think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, not yet. They're still honing the like the <laughs> core, which feels good. Um, the only bummer I noticed is some of the cards. <laughs> you have to click like this information icon to read the whole text of it. So like you, you'll click the, 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 it's just extra steps. Yeah. You click the button to make the cards go bigger on your screen, but then that's still not big enough. You click another button to read all the text on the card, which is annoying, but not a deal breaker or anything. Yeah. Um, I got, that's a 20 minutes or less. Uh, (laughs) one finger death punch two is out. Yeah. Which I'm a huge fan of one finger death punch. Yeah. You feel pretty badass for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a ton of game there, though, and it's really cheap. So I played the first one. I yeah. enjoyed it. Like a lot. More of that. Yeah. They they just add, I think it was like 10 or 15 sort of pre-levels before you get to like this world map. They added a world map now. Okay. Unnecessary? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, and, it could just be an endless mode, and I'd be okay with that. I think that's in there now. Okay. But those pre-10 levels, they kind of... Each one, they show you a new mechanic, and then you get into the game, and now they just throw them all at you. So it's they, they're able to do a lot, but you're still just tapping left button or, or right mouse button. Yeah. That's all you do, and it's pretty fun to, like, you, you feel awesome. Oh, you just click, click, yeah, click, for click, how click. little it is, I remember playing the first one way more than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was playing a game that's uh, very cool, but it's it's less gamey feeling uh homo machina have you seen that is that on switch i've been playing on switch Ah, i saw that i think it's only on switch because it plays the long way on switch oh like the way that you got that stand yeah yeah. it plays that way flip grip the flip grip but um i feel like it could play on a phone just as easily i thought it was a phone game based on the price uh it's 2.99 or something i got it for switch i I imagine it's on the phone too because it's just swiping Mm mm-hmm uh, and it's like the whole conceit is that like the body is a machine and that it's like a machine from the 1940s. Oh, yeah. And uh, there are little people running each little thing. This sounds... But all the technology is like 1940s technology. This sounds awesome. Is there a game to it or is it just cool to look at? I'd say the latter. Okay. Because the there there is a game there, but it's all like very in service of just like more cool shit okay. you know so it it's like looks really neat but... like when your eyeball is is when you're waking the eyeball up and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh it's like a giant bulb and then below it you're like dragging old film strip and a projector oh you know it's like stuff like where each part of the body is kind of replaced with like different technology that could have existed in like so the is 50s. it is the whole point of the game trying to like activate each part yeah you're really you're like the start of it is like the CEO in the brain is like, oh, uh, it's time to wake up. You know, uh, we got to get all the systems running. And it's uh, like you're starting up a power plant. Okay. You know, but the art is so good. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. And just the conceit of it. It's it's more of an art project 
than it is a, a game. That's kind of what I figured. I yeah. mean, it's not expensive or anything. No, if... it's not at all. And it's not like you have to get through like sloggy art stuff to get the payoff. It's mm. just like, this is cool to look at. It's a cool idea. It's funny little dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, and the it's not like the mechanics get in the way of that. Sometimes they do, you know, because mm. they're still trying to make like shitty puzzles or something. This Did you doesn't... finish it? No, I mean, I just pick it up every. It's like when I want fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. I don't play it more than that because there is no game there. Yeah, like I just need like a little something uh, in between things, get a I, smile on my face, and then move on. I had added it to my Switch wish list and then forgot about it. That wish list may not exist on Switch. <laughs> like they <laughs> they hide it so deep, and if I've you never buy, seen a wish list, you have on to click Switch. on your. Your profile? profile in the upper right corner of the store. And then you have to go to wish list from there. Like oh, it doesn't even just show you But there's not a right button away. on any of the screens to add to your wish list. It's below the price. I never like when you go I've to, been looking for something like that. I've when never you go that. on to a game's page, there's the add or like purchase, proceed to purchase or yeah. below it is add to wish list. So I have a bunch of stuff on wish list and it does the awesome thing of if you buy something from your wish list, it doesn't remove it. You have to still go remove it by yourself. <laughs> cool. It just says already purchased on your wish list. At least it says that because yeah. <laughs> they could have got you to buy it twice. I probably would have in some instances. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, I also have been playing, weirdly been playing, they just brought out Blood, a remaster of Blood, which is one of those games back from like Duke Nukem era. Okay. Or Hexen. It's called Blood Fresh Supply. And... It's done by that Night Dive Studios that kind of does a remaster. Just It's not even really a remaster. It makes it so it runs well on modern machines. Yeah, and they like the good old game thing. Kind of, yeah. Model. They do a little bit more work. Like this one, I'm pretty sure Original Blood didn't have mouse aim. Okay. Like like Doom didn't. You just kind of shot towards something, and it would the bullet would go up or down <laughs> depending on where the the target was. But this one adds like a really weird faux 3D mouse look to it where it kind of just tilts the the view of stuff, but everything stays flat. Like it's still those flat sprites that you can keep circling around them and they stay like pointed at you. Oh, yeah. You know, like a dead body in Duke Nukem yeah. would stay looking exactly the same, but it would rotate as you went around it. Yeah. So it's that old style game, but it's like comically demonic. So you're like this demon who gets backstabbed by like Satan and the other demons. So now you're killing all the demons. Um, It had like a a flame, a flare gun that you would shoot into like a zombie and then would burst into flames. Um, One of the regular weapons is just throwing a bundle of TNT sticks. So it was like the very end of first person shooter. Yeah. First person shooter. And it's like the very end of those games. So it's as like good as those games got, but it's still those games. And there's, but the way it's like put together and designed, I still kind of like, there's a a weird nostalgia that I wasn't expecting. Is it better than, or is it just as good as the like new games that are coming out in that style? None. No one's really done this style yet. It's not like, what was that? Striker or, uh, oh, uh, strafe. Strafe. Yeah. No, that's 3D. That's like Quake. So this is even. That's even oh, past this. Oh, this is this. Doom. Yeah, this is uh, more Duke Nukem or, or original. Oh, okay. So it's everything is like sprite based. Nothing is really 3D except for maybe some level stuff okay. like that you're jumping on. Mm-hmm. Every moving thing is a flat sprite that 
they kind of make look 3D like Donkey Kong okay. a little bit. Um, and it's as good as those games got, but I remember playing it in high school. And I'm like, oh, man, blood. This game is so good. Do you think outside of the nostalgia it's worth looking at? If you are if you want that type of shooter, I think, because not a lot are being made like that, which is, I think the closest was the new Doom, where it's just like nonstop, like never stop moving, like fast, find keys to open doors, and like that weird level design of that era that kind of went away in favor of being more like clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, in those old games, I would like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? And you end up like going through the level again, but there's like a weird satisfying sense of exploration when you figure out what you're supposed to do sometimes but yeah some of it is like a real (laughs) big leap on figuring out so i've just been like loading it up doing a level saving and quitting and it's been kind of nice like i've i only had to pay 4.99 for this version because i had the other version on steam that came out so they're like gave you a, throw you a bone yeah they gave you a cue it's like 50 percent off for owners of the other one yeah and this also has the expansion in it so when it loads up you can pick like the base game or the expansion too bloodier than blood yeah it's called blood fresh supply but what's the expansion called that that's the name of this package is blood oh, fresh oh. supply they don't have a separate name for the actual expansion no no when you load it you pick no. i think cryptic passage is the name of the expansion it's not a good pun on blood. Come on, <laughs> no. man. I, I think I still have my physical CD of blood somewhere. Blood. And the blood 2 was not good. And that was when it went to like Quake 2 engine. I've been cleaning out, since we had to like clean out some space, uh, I've been throwing away all my old CDs. All my PC. Oh, just like the, the PC games? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like... I had like Grim Fandango I was holding on for forever. But it's like, I own this now five different ways. Yeah. I'm fine letting it go mine. now. Like right. I kept him because I was like... I'll never be able to play this some other way. It's like, nope. You can play it on yeah. literally everything That's now. That's true. I, I did used to treasure that disc. I so still have it. I'm, I'm, I was throwing away a bunch of old You could probably games. get money for those still. Like At least stuff Original like Grim Fandango. Battle and Zone. I don't think so. I, I think I looked them up and it was like not worth the... Plus, I don't have the jewel cases. They were mostly in like holders. Oh, uh, okay. You know, the artwork and stuff's gone. So it's like, uh, I, I, I'm okay at this point. Just tossing? Getting rid of it, yeah. Uh. It's not worth the effort. R.I.P. <laughs> um, yeah, I had some other okay games I was playing. I played this other Switch game. I, I, I like. I bought a bunch of Switch games that were prices right type thing. Yeah, you know? just because figure if I can find. I've something. bought a handful of ninety nine cent games that I don't think I've ever launched. Oh, I only played one of those and I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> But so now it's at least like three bucks or four bucks, you know, like phone game. I got one called Atomine. Mm-hmm. It's a twin stick shooter. Is that the A T O M I N E? Yeah, yeah. It's... I've seen it, not clicked it. I think it's from that same company, though. Oh, that does that. You got your ninety nine. Yeah, they like now? just discount, deep discount everything, and it was fine. It's a twin stick shooter. It like had some kind of highfalutin like. This is a representation of the Stuxnet virus, the first like weaponized virus. Like, no, no, yeah, whatever, dude. It's a, it's a twin stick shooter. It's it's an excuse why you could only just do like simple polygon. <laughs> it's fine. I wouldn't even put it in twenty minutes or less because it's better than that. But it's yeah. you know, if you want a twin stick shootery game on your Switch, you 
You could should, find better ones. You should play Dread, or was it Judge? Judge, or Judge like or, Nuclear Throne, or or Neon Chrome. Or, yeah, like there's a bunch. Is if that you, the name of that game? Neon Chrome. Yeah, Judge Judge Universe. Yeah, that was the one with the robots. Yeah, in the sewers. Ish? No, in the spaceships. No, that, that that's Neurovoider. Neurovoider. I'm. Th- Which the, one was Neon Chrome? That was the one where it was like a run base, and you like jacked into the matrix to like wake up. A oh body. yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think it's Neon Chrome. Yes, because that company that's ten tons, and they keep making stuff. They just brought out a new one that I bought and haven't really played yet, called like something of the Necromancer. Where you <laughs> are you thinking of Crypt of the Necromancer? No, no, no. It's Undead Necromancer, Revenge of the Necromancer, or some shit. Neon Necromancer, Neon Chrome Necromancer Judge. <laughs> Jage, Jage, Yeah, so I played that. That was that's fine. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's uh, back it's, of the box. It's totally fine. They they are updating. Uh, I think I talked about Toji Mineral last time. I, I played I through that. I played through it also because I. It's been so it long out. since we've talked like on here. That... I don't remember, but I know. I just wanted to mention it quickly because if we did talk about, it, I don't need to go. Over I don't much. think we did. Did we not? No. Okay, well, <laughs> I bought it and played through it, and then haven't played it since. I kickstarted it. I played through it till I beat it, uh, but I'm still on the email chain. Oh yeah, and there were a few things that bothered me about it, and they're rebalancing it. They're and they're adding in patches that change things. Oh, um, like one thing was I don't know if you remember the like tomato throwing was real crap. I don't remember a tomato oh, throwing. They're they're changing that. Where like your little guy can throw tomatoes at. The humans that are Earthlings that are running around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was satisfying. And it was fun. I thought it was great. It was like a cute little thing. I, like it was a little pricey for what I thought it was, but I like they captured the original game, which I'd never it... played. Oh, so I went into this not knowing anything. I played the original game a lot. Yeah, and I loved it. And it's like a new version of that. And except you can also <laughs> uh, save because the original right. game you you just start over from the beginning mm. and. I and a friend of mine who is the one who had the Sega, we would just start from the beginning and like play through the same like five or six <laughs> levels over and over and over again, which was fine. But I mean, like every level of that doesn't even feel pretty very similar. Different. Yeah, <laughs> it was totally fine. Is it was it the same in that you have to collect like the rocket pieces? Yeah. Okay. They really like kept it the spirit of it, but they added other things to make it feel more modern. I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. You weren't disappointed with the kickstart of it? No. The only thing I would say, they're like. Uh, Guitar Hero tack in was is real crap. Oh, the dancing, the dance thing is like mm. real bad. Yeah, it's bad. Like normally, you at least have like uh, a beat, mm-hmm. like a four four beat or something that you're then trying they to just like kind of ignore build that. around. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's stay on rhythm. Beats the point of like a rhythm game yeah. which is to have rhythm. When there is no rhythm. Yeah, so uh, that 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 part was tacked on. I like the rest of it though, like the new Earthlings and the animations for Tojum and Earl are great and uh it felt old. It in felt a bad like, way. In like a way that I could tell it was getting a pass because it was a re like a remaster remake thing. If that game came out with no pedigree, I think it would be trashed. It would it, be ignored. Yeah, more it, probably it would be than not it, there's nothing about it that's particularly great. It, it we'd be talking about like Atomine or whatever, Eddie Omi. It'd just be like, I it's think it's fine. way better than that because it's way more stylish. The, the a, world the and the characters is, is, yeah, the yeah. art is really good. But like, I have no 
like reverence for Toe Jam and Earl. Never played it. Never. You never played any of them? any of them. Oh, I played all of them. I liked them. Yeah. You've never been to Funkatron then, my friend. Never, never been to Funkatron. (laughs) But I beat this new one. Yeah. Had on Switch. So it was at least good enough you beat this one. Yeah. Which was probably like. A couple hours. A couple hours. Yeah. Yeah, It was pretty quick. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot. I was very happy with it. Yeah. You know. Speaking of Kickstarter, before we get into segments proper here, half hour in, um, I'm going to air some beef with my Kickstarted game. Hot beef. Some hot beef I have. With Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, uh, which was supposed to be the new... They couldn't put a colon and add more to that title? <laughs> it's Castlevania. It's it's like the guy who... Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. He's like taking the mantle of, like, I did... Ca- I made Castlevania what it is. So far, even... all of those have been bad. Like the yeah. Mighty Hero 6 or, or the... Mighty Number no. 9. Mighty Number no. 9. Which like... is a bummer. Yeah, I mean, like, all those games. I think, like you were saying... Those games are old, or the people who are designing them, they were designing for a time. Mm. They didn't have some magic in them. There was a lot of opportunity in there. Yeah. This, I don't even know. Like, I played the demo, um, and it was really underwhelming, which I guess they've been working on fixing. Uh, they brought out, like, an old-style, like, original Nintendo Castlevania game as, like, a bonus. Uh, but when I backed it, I did $60 for a physical copy. It's like special edition physical copy, and then halfway through development, it's bit. It's like four years late at this yeah. point. Um, five oh five, not five oh five, three four three. One of the uh, number Microsoft. One. That's Microsoft Studios. Three, f- not three four three. Then five oh five. Okay, they are like publishing it and releasing it, and it's going to cost thirty nine dollars. So you paid way more. Well, they're like, well, there's Kickstarter exclusives we're going to sell as a DLC for $10. And I'm still looking at it and be like, so... Where's the extra oh, and $10? if you pre-order it, you got this, a steelbook, which they're like, don't worry, we're saving some steelbooks to sell to backers for fourteen ninety nine. So if you backed it for 60 in order to get the exact same release that's coming out to the public... It costs a backer uh, $75, and it would cost a person 39 plus the $10 DLC to get it up to the Kickstarter because you get the Steelbook for free. So $49 versus $75 for that's, the same thing. That's hot trash. That sucks. That's when you start disputing the charge on your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it went through like 100 years ago. You still... I I just I'd never comment on Kickstarter, right? Like, what is my voice going to do other than I just wrote on that one? Because I, I I have a super backer on my account now because of how many things I backed. Yeah. So I think that makes you it like makes you stand Puts you out. To the top. Yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, guys, this is bad look. <laughs> that's like all I said. <laughs> you didn't explain. I well, I I did the math thing above it. I was oh, like, okay. so backer equals yeah. $60 plus 70, you know, I did all that math and I said, this is a bad look. Like the fact that they couldn't just give backers that case. Yeah. I don't even give a fuck about the case. It's no, the principle it's of it at real this point. Shitty. Like we backed this thing four and a half years ago and, or even like, it, it is like the second thing I backed on Kickstarter. Like after Wasteland and Wasteland's been out forever. Yeah. 
I'm never backing a video game on Kickstarter again. Like, that is the rawest deal you can get. Like, board games, at least, they go out of print, or they become hard to find, or you get bonus stuff that's thrown in there. Video games, almost every time, you just get dicked. Yeah. Well, that was the good thing about Toe, Jim, and Earl. They did come out. Yeah, yeah. Did get it. So, th- took, this took... comes out next month, finally. Like, kn- it's, it's, like, going to be disappointing. It's going to be disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I played that demo, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> So I, I switched mine to to switch. Like it's been so long in development, they I initially was going to get it for Vita. Oh, and they're like, "Hey, we're not making Vita." And I was like, "All right, give me a Switch one." And they're like, "Switch is going to be late." I'm like, "All right, fine." Do fuck they you. try charging you more money for <laughs> no, the Switch one? <laughs> no, wouldn't switch surprise is me. Switch actually though. fifty dollars more now. It's like they they're pretty. Um, consistent with updating but like their updates were like fan art oh and i'm like fuck you (laughs) just bring it out just shut up and bring out the thing and i i bet it's gonna be bad like this was like i backed it and then mighty number nine came out you know and all those so i was like nothing about this makes me think this is gonna be good anymore so i'm already going in with just like <laughs> fucking you take your you they're th- gonna send you a box and it's just gonna have a turd in it <laughs> the disc in the turd <laughs> um he's trying to you know how metroidvania mm-hmm. he's trying his name is iga 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 something so he's trying to rebrand it as igavania Ooh, that's deep yeah <laughs> no it's just Pretentious and shitty. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm. You say that, but you're wearing your shirt that says Joeyvania on it. <laughs> That's better than Egovania. Piece of shit. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm done back in Kickstarter or games on Kickstarter. And people that do like more power to you, but I. But like at this point, Kickstarter doesn't make sense for video games, anyways, because they can just come out with alphas. Right. You know, yeah. early access. Even they can come out with fucking physical discs on Xbox as early access, <laughs> which is the most insane bullshit. But yeah. like, why, why? What is the place for Kickstarter now? It's just more work Board for games. them. <laughs> but I mean, for video, for games, video games, why yeah. would they do it? It's just more work for Publicity, them. probably more than anything. Because like, they send out newsletters that are like, hey, you back lots of game stuff. Here's some hot game things, which is like surfacing it to more people than would probably see it otherwise. I wonder. I yeah. wonder, you know? Yeah. Because, like, if anytime you back anything, it's like other popular projects in this category. Sure. Which is discoverability, which is like the biggest problem with making anything. Sure. So, I, but you still then are paying for it essentially because you give them the 10% or whatever, you know? Uh, and there have been good games that have come out of Kickstarter, like FTL and. and but uh, those were back before the model was really way, set. way before. Yeah, yeah. For like. Early access shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know either. So. All I'm saying is there's no way that Bloodstains <laughs> is going to be good. Anyway, um, let's do the first topic here, that which is my new topic, which is a very short topic. I'm not even prepared. Oh, my God. I don't have anything. I don't know what it is. It's called the Switch Switch. Switch Switch. Okay, I have stuff for Switch. This is games that I owned already that I have bought oh. on Switch. <laughs> um, I don't do that. Yeah, uh, I have a... Wait, no, I've done that. I have a disease. So I bought Cook, Serve, Delicious 2, uh, which I still am having a hard time figuring out where I want to play that, which is why I haven't been playing it. Yeah. Um, I played Cook, Serve, Delicious 1 on iPad, which was like the perfect place to do that because everything was touch. I did it on phone. Which I thought right. was best. Still touch screen. Yeah. 
on control or like uh, consoles and PC, it's more of like a dance of remembering where all the controls are because you're not using the touchscreen. Yeah. So on Switch, it's like... Seems like you could do it a lot quicker. You could, like but it, it takes more practice, swiping. and if you don't stay up with it, then you you like get set back. Yeah, it's like playing the piano or something. <laughs> yeah, because you're like you have to hold uh, like a modifier button to change the menu on the right, which corresponds to the face buttons. So, like if you hold R, you're going to be selecting from the right column, a different wheel, and yeah. L, you're going to be selecting from the left column of that same thing. So even though the menu is not changing, you have to press the right top button and then a face button. I like it more than the keyboard, I think. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same on the keyboard, but it's um it's more compact. Like your hands aren't moving a lot. You just have a there's a lot to remember. Um and then I bought Dragon's Dogma on physical cart, which I haven't played too much. It's basically Monster Hunter meets Elder Scrolls, an older game. Uh Iron Cryptical which used to be the like Iron Fistical, I believe, Ooh. which is a better name. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a, a roguelike one-room uh, Robotron, because of a Robotron feel. Uh, For the King. Fisting and testicles. Yes, fisticles. fisticles. Yeah. For the King, which is a good um, tabletop-looking RPG 3D thing I liked a lot. Uh, Cuphead, mostly because... I needed a real version of it so that I can buy the DLC whenever it comes out, which is coming. You can play as the... Wait, you wouldn't be able to get it on your PC version? I don't own it on PC. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. And Shovel Knight, which I played a lot today. And Shovel Knight is still a very good game. Um, I'm surprised when you say you already own Shovel Knight, I'm, I'm sure you own it on your, your watch, your toaster, <laughs> yeah. your... There's refrigerator. I had forgotten how good that game was in a way that's like they're they were able to, to make a game feel like you remember NES games feeling. But the way they never did. But the way they never did. Yeah. Like it like just the they got the pogo like from uh, DuckTales. They got secret walls and maps and it just it seems like a weird game to be repopularized as much as it has. It does. You're right. You know, like it's been so overblown life, a little bit because even now it's a retro game. <laughs> but here, the reason why I think it's still in the they add full new games to Shovel Knight. So what I bought was called Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which is essentially if you bought Shovel Knight, that's what Shovel Knight is. Uh, but they add campaigns where you play through as the other knights that are the bad guys that are full new games. But like, how much shovel knight do you need? It, that's fair. The new one coming out that's like King of Cards or whatever is like a card game in the shovel knight universe. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's, what, that's so. I think that's the fourth one. So it's shovel knight, two other things, and then this king one that's coming out soon. So I haven't played the the Plague Knight one or the Specter Knight one yet. I think it's those two, but they the characters play a little different than Shovel Knight does, I assume. <laughs> so it's it's more levels. It's it's like they've done a really good job of like supporting it, but it's just baffling. It's like the Five Nights at Freddy's thing. Yeah, you know, well, like, Five Nights at Freddy's is popular because streamers would like jump. I know, but there's it's, like a, what is that? There's like how much of them do you need? Uh, of Shovel Knight. 
of Shovel Knight, of Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, even if it's really fun, like, do you need more of this? It's it's a good game to pick up, do a level, and put down, and it feels... Complete. Like, solid, yeah. Because yeah. every level has, like, that sort of boss at the end, and you can put it down. You you don't need to worry about the story. It has that upgrade where you can, like, harvest money. has that really smart thing where you can break a checkpoint and get money for it instead of using it as a checkpoint. Um. Yeah, no, I get it. Did you get that game that the Rogue Legacy people put out? Do you know what I'm talking about? I did on PC and have not played it. Okay. It's uh, Full Metal Furies. So. Yeah, I'm curious about it. Yeah, it's. I think it's more supposed to be a multiplayer thing. It's like people, I want to say it looked beat-em-up-y, but it's like a three-person squad or something. I didn't know that you needed multiplayer for it i don't think you need it but there was something there was some reason i never really got into it and i can't remember why i'm one i'm not the biggest fan of rogue legacy i think i think that game but i don't think it's anything like rogue it's legacy. not but you just don't trust the people that there? rogue legacy to me didn't feel good like shovel knight feels better than rogue legacy did i'd agree with that but i think about rogue legacy and how it's influenced games more than i think about Shovel Knight. Yeah. And I, I I did like Rogue Legacy a lot. I never finished it. Yeah. I, I just didn't like playing it enough. And I felt like your your dice roll made or, braid, made or broke your run, like on the beginning bit. I mean. Probably in the earlier more so than the late, but. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just didn't. That's fair. Didn't find it. I mean, you liked fun. it when they reskinned it as Dead Cells. Dead Cells is more fun to play. <laughs> well, I but know yes. that's what I'm saying. They reskinned it. They, well, <laughs> I guess I I think uh, no, the, the fighting is better. But I mean, it's you know the levels in Dead Cells are boring because it's just like a grid where you find the monsters and kill them. But at least feels like it, there's skill to fighting them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's all I got for Switch Switch, which is <laughs> rebuying Switch games for some reason. Um, I, I bought a handful of Switch games. That you already owned? No, not that I already owned. But like I was saying earlier, just to try them out. Mm. But then I got some that weren't even like super cheapo. It's just like $10 games that looked okay, that I was kind of burned on, that are basic. They, I'd say they're my 20 minutes or less. You want to head there? Sure. 20 minutes or less. All right, Do you have a, any 20 minutes or less? Uh, I Kinda. Okay. Um, I'll do mine first, and then I'll hand this over to you. Sure. Um, mount your friends 3D. What? Come on. I know. Come on. I I think I would just never want to play it instead of the regular. <laughs> well, the, orig- the regular so the original so good. It is. It is. Um, they did a perfectly fine job, but I think the fact that it's only your arms makes it easier. Yeah. And that's not the point. Yeah. So I feel like all you do. It- it was probably too impossible with four. Yeah. It was like they swung too far. The That's other not way. my fucking problem. <laughs> you get flops in the Z. You do get floppy Z flops. In, in the Z access. <laughs> they should have just called it Z flops. <laughs> um, but I feel like all you do, like when you get up to the tower, all you have to do is hold up and then l- like one let the- go of one of the arms at a time and then just keep holding up. So it's like just up and then up. With e- like alternating the sides and making sure that your hand looks like it's grabbing something before you switch to the other one. Yeah, like it just doesn't have as much of that like 
That's fair. Like I, I, my first time playing it, I never fell off the tower, and that's like, that well, is what that you're game the best is. At it. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like the the old one. I still will fall off. Yeah, like that's because your head just gets so confused on what and is grabbing to go onto. So quick, yeah. That it's still like you make mistakes. And I, I was just doing a mode where it was just me, so every turn was me, and it just like. I was like, okay, this is just going to go until I physically can't go up there fast enough. Yeah. You know, like... It, There's just too much tower. It it's it just wasn't as fun. It looks amazing. Yeah. Like, they did a great job translating it to a 3D in a way that is, like, sick. <laughs> like, I, I disgusting. Mean, this but. is outside of the uh, 20 minutes or less, but we sh- you should also talk about Ape Out. Oh. Because that we haven't talked about yeah, on the show yet. Yeah, we passed over that one. We'll, we'll yeah. wait on that, yeah. All right. Let's, well, what else you got in this? Uh, so the first one's not a uh, Switch game. It was a PC game. And I, I think I got in a pack. Uh, or maybe even you gave it to me. I can't even remember. But I don't remember. Or maybe I bought it. I really don't remember <laughs> buying it. Basically, maybe, it was memorable. Maybe I did. It's niche. Oh, the, the genetic survival something. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't give that to you. I bought that, though. Oh, I bought it, too, then. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> it's like beyond not great. <laughs> I, I like you're making weirdo because like it goes. There's a lot of like displays and, and different genetic traits that you just don't want to spend the time to learn about. And, and everything kind of like, looks like a smashed together fox. Yeah, <laughs> who just like gets real goony as you go real quick. Like the next generation, it can look super goony. Yeah, but it's just like it's turn based. Which is which I like, but it's turn based where most of the map is in deep grass, so you can't see anything ever. <laughs> and the turns don't matter really. Yeah, like, you can keep going. I mean, you'll run out of food somewhat, but not really. Like it's survivally ish, so you can't just like waste turns so hard. But it's pretty forgiving, and there's not a clear end in sight. You're just like island hopping and boning more, and it's not good. <laughs> I mean, not, it's not as fun as that sounds. It's not my 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 cup of tea. Yeah, I I put that in there as well. Okay, that, maybe maybe it's better when you get more into the to the uh, like the meat of it. Twenty minutes was enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I, again, twenty minutes or less doesn't necessarily mean uh, that all these are bad. No, uh, but if anybody has any counter opinions, please let us know because yeah. yeah and actually, my next two, or I I can just talk about one. E- either way, it actually good games. I just won't won't spend the time. Yeah, the next one, uh, I kind of bought not knowing exactly what it was, and Mm -hmm. that's on me again. I feel like I've done this a few times. (laughs) Yeah, it's Escape Doodle Land, which is a really really cool looking game where it's all that was a ninety nine center one doodle, and it was it's like an endless runner. Oh, it is. Or there's there's levels, but you're running away from a giant monster as you run through this level. Uh, and if you don't jump on something, right? See, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, just, I was like, I didn't either. This is Price is Right, and it looks really cool. Um, but it's perfectly fine. It's decent as what it is. I just didn't know. Right. Um, there's another game I bought called Vandals, which is on the Switch. It's a French game where you're playing a, <laughs> a spray painter, like a tagger, uh-huh. and it's turn-based puzzle stealthy like hitman go yeah okay it's very much like that hitman go is better just play hitman go hitman go looks so good yeah it's like those chess piece looking things vandals doesn't look bad yeah like the art so you're supposed to like tag a building before and get away there's policemen who are like strategically placed and they move at certain points is it on a grid uh pretty much it's not a like 
traditional chessboard grid, mm-hmm. but it's like there are lines of movement where things can go. So it is Hitman Go. <laughs> I said it's Hitman Go. <laughs> yeah, but, like exactly. But play Hitman Go. Okay, got it. Yeah, Hitman Go is good. Yeah, play Hitman Go. Um, so those are Hit those... Mango. Hit <laughs> Mango. <laughs> Oh man, it's where you're just like harvesting fruit, <laughs> and then you use that as, in a tower defense game. The mangoes, hit mm-hmm. mango. I feel like tower defense is like the genre they throw in games when they're like, "Shit, we don't have enough here." Let's <laughs> add a t- tower defense part to it. I don't know waves. <laughs> yeah, horde morgue. Uh, you know, there's even though this is not in the segment. Uh, I think I can't remember if we talked about it, but it's something we could talk about super quickly. Is I've, I've been playing, still I've been playing the best Battle Royale free-to-play game. Oh. Any guesses on what it is? Uh, Best Battle Royale free-to-play, free-to-play game. Uh, It's not Apex? It is not. I did not enjoy Apex. Oh. I mean, it was fine. I just, it's not, I, I don't love first-person shootery games anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Tetris 99. <laughs> <laughs> Twist. I love that game. I still play it. Have you won one? It's so tense. No, I, I can consistently get within the top 20, uh-huh. but uh, I'm too good, I guess, and I get targeted. Oh. You know, I'm not good enough to like be shitty enough to fly into the radar enough. I got to second my first game and then I've not gotten close since. <laughs> That's good. You need that, like... <laughs> yeah, that false confidence. Yeah, and, like, not knowing better. <laughs> yeah. I uh, think, yeah, it's like I, I started, like, thinking too hard. <laughs> like, the first one, I just played it Yeah, as Tetris. And, and you fun. probably were rusty enough that you weren't as big of a threat to people. Yeah, yeah. But then you got, like, used to it again, re- learned all the controls. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird balance of being, like, not good so that people don't target you, but then also being aware of who the good people are and then being good enough that you're also not going to get, like, piled under. I've heard you're supposed to get singles and not Tetrises. Really? Yeah. There's some sort of thing in the logic of it, like how much garbage you throw. It's like if you just keep getting anything, it's better than getting big stuff. Okay. I'll try it out. Yeah, I don't – I've not played it much. So said the internet. Yeah. I think it was on Giant Bomb. They were talking about oh. that. Yeah, I I don't know though. I, it's such a good game. I I'm played a... it a handful of times and I was like, man, people are getting good now. <laughs> well, you could it... buy the the single player version. That's true, which is still like decently priced I for think it's ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. it's totally totally worth it. <laughs> Play with ninety nine fake robots. <laughs> Come on, my friends. <laughs> but then kill them all, unless they're like the robots in Tumblestone, and then they'll just murder you. <laughs> I played that again recently on my work computer. I just like had it installed off to the side. Play, I played through like the first world again and then got stuck. I've I've played with a bunch of people. That's like one of the go-to Switch multiplayer games. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like play some Mario Kart, play some Tower Fall, and then I'll, you know, play Oh, this multiplayer's hour. great. I was doing the campaign. Oh, the campaign's are, Yeah, the campaign has some tough puzzles in it. Yeah. I like the campaign a lot. It's pretty good. Uh, but the the robots, even the easy robots on the multiplayer, like if you're playing with one person, then you add on two robots. Oh, it's wreck shop. Brutal. <laughs> They're so brutal. Oh, yeah, that's a good game. Uh, well, speaking of playing, are you are you good on twenty minutes? Yeah, let's. I'm good on that. Speaking of playing games with people, let's talk about couch mul- couch multiplayer. Couch multiplayer. The multiplayer couch. Real quick. Um. Kim and I have been playing through, haven't in a, a couple weeks now, but we're playing through that 39 Days to Mars. 
I don't know. Is it Jared Leto? <laughs> no, they, it's way more time. This is like 39, 38 days and 24 hours and 50, 30 seconds more. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds better already. <laughs> but it's it's a really weird um, – it's quirky. It's very British. Is it co-op? Yeah. So each person – you control one of two people on a screen, and it's like a co-op puzzle-solving game. But the whole thing is like it's like steampunky, and these two British gentlemen want to go to Mars, so they're firing up their airship and rockets, and they're going to go to Mars. Is it Kerbal Space Program? No, it's it's all uh, side. It's all two D. Okay, and you walk around a level, and then there's like these points on it that you hold a button to activate, and a lot of times we'll have to have both there to do it, and then you go into what I can best describe is like a Professor Layton style puzzle screen. That's like a, a unique mechanic specific to this, that a lot of them are physics-y and you just have a hand that you control and grab stuff and lift it. But a lot of it requires like this person to do this thing and this person to do something else. Like um, one of the games they make you do several times is to make a cup of tea. Because you're British. Yeah. So there's like a menu off to the side of like what, they want in it and you make the tea and there's another mini game that's making a scone is there like a giant flashing alarm that goes off it's like tea time tea time (laughs) no they they a lot of times when you're like something on the ship blows up because it's super rickety and like not holding together well yeah oh, before I deal with this, I really need a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) like all right (laughs) but it's it's really charming and like like there's a whimsy to it or whatever it's everything is like white and then the back is like sepia so it's very stylized looks like um i played a game recently that was kind of like that but that was not fun this could have been in my 20 minutes or less oh what if it is the same game it's not not. (laughs) it was the tragedy of prince rupert where you have like a little airship and it's all sepia looking it's that same washed out kind of sepia and you're like flying around and just like 2d shootering in an old-timey airship oh it wasn't even i didn't even want to bring it up it <laughs> okay <wasn't> <laughs> you know it's, it's not that kim kim actually like asked to play this once so it was like we hadn't played it in a couple of days like let's let's go to mars <laughs> all right all right jared leto is your favorite i know <laughs> but there's like it's kind of interesting because there are more twitch it's like they kind of knew what they were making because there's puzzles that have fail states but then anything that requires like twitch reflex that is co-op if you fail you still p- progress okay it's like they knew it'd be too frustrating it'd be too frustrating because there's like the one example is like you find a space kraken and you one person is controlling this like fishing line that's letting the other person out towards the kraken okay. and then the other one has like an umbrella that he stabs so you, like one person has to control whether or like where they're stabbing. The other person has to control where they're drifting that person behind the ship. Yeah. And we failed it. And then we still just like progress like, Oh, that was a disaster. You know, like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's, let's make like the puzzles, the thing. And then we'll have these couple instances where don't worry about it. <laughs> like, I think that one, we just crashed on Mars instead of landed. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you got there. I, I guess we haven't played it since that, that night but um it's it's pretty cute it just came out on switch and it's two players i don't they say you can do it by yourself i think it's one of those things though where you 
control one and then you switch the other and have to control them too and that sounds awful is it, yeah but i i can't say for sure so sounds like it's like lovers in a space time where you should just have two people yeah yeah lovers in danger space time is what i thought that homo machina game was or it is not homo whatever yeah homo machina um you got anything on phones yeah uh <laughs> uh i've been playing this one game i like i can recommend it but it's like very specific it's called it's also on switch but i i you get it on the phone mm-hmm. it's called sheffy uh-uh. i don't know why it's called sheffy um it's all about sheep i thought for a long oh, time i thought it, it was called like that. sheepy or sheffy Sheepa yeah, the, the it's a card game. It's a card game. I have it on Switch. <laughs> I've been, yeah, I got it on my phone. It's it's worth it on the phone. I think it's better. It's fun. Uh, it, uh yeah. It's it's all about making sheep fuck to make a bigger flock, right? Yeah, it's like you're you're moving up a um ladder of cards of card values. Mm-hmm. So it's from one to a thousand. You need a thousand card to to win the round, and the um it's got like. A normal just like puzzle mode, which is just doing it with all the cards, and then they have a uh, which you 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 can get free to play that version, and then there's a campaign which I think is like four or five bucks mm-hmm. on the phone, and I think Switch it was not much different, which is it, worth getting. It adds then just like more puzzles where it's like we're only going to give you these cards, or mm-hmm. like you have to build your deck, you have to build for every one good card though you need one bad card so you have to kind of balance so there's like i don't remember doing any of that i must have just done like a free play or... maybe you just did that yeah the uh the the story mode though that i'm talking about is fucking weird <laughs> off the bat it's japanese uh-huh. and it goes off the rails with these sheep now are in different dimensions one of them is called hell where it's <laughs> yeah like, what? it is like that's part of the whimsy of the game is like there's this I love the, way the sheep look in that game mechanic <laughs> driven card game and then they added for no reason just an insane uh manga style delivered story. Yeah. Um but I play it a lot. I play it just all the time. It's one of those where it's very easy to start and stop. The cards it takes some time to memorize what they are but there's only like 16 of them or something Mm -hmm. so once you get them all down you can just figure it out there's like a play field where your sheep are that are also cards and each one has a value i feel like that was one of the first things i bought on switch oh really yeah because i haven't seen it even in my like application bar for a really long time like i forgot it existed i had seen it on switch and then i was like i'm not gonna get this doesn't seem like it's worth it on switch and then when i was looking for a phone game uh, it showed up in the the premium department, and the oh, marketing of yeah. it had worked. Where it was like, oh, I know this game, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the, weird and Japanese. And, the sheep's you know. look like they'd be sheep in Kingdom of Loathing. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> black and white and derpy in side view only. Yeah, like a, it could be just like a dot for a pupil eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there. It's, it's. I remember thinking it was pretty good because I kind of just bought it on a whim. I think it's it like a card game. Like it looks, that's good. I like. I don't understand how they came to the mechanic really i think they just created mechanics and then hoped that they worked and then they did (laughs) you know because it's kind of like i don't in thinking about how they designed it like i don't know how they got from a to z but it works and i like it it. does it play like i can't even really remember does it play like frost no frost is 
you know, much more survivally and much more randomy feeling. Mm-hmm. The randomness of this game is really what you cards draw. you draw from your deck, but your deck is not that big. Okay. You know, and the amount of cards you have, I think you have a field of six or seven cards. Mm-hmm. So there's not even like that much luck. It's more about how you order your your what you're going to play before what, uh, and then also dealing with the minimal luck, not totally minimal, but the the reduced luck that there is in the card draws. You know there are, and it's understanding what the cards do. There's some cards that uh, you know add one sheep to every open sheep slot, which I think there are seven sheep slots. Sheep slot. But there's only there are only like level ones, you know, worth one point. Then there are other ones that says you can group any number of the sheets in your different slots, and then you mean the chefs, the chefs, yeah, the soft butted chefs. So if chefs. like you have three number ones, you combine them all, and they'll become one number three. Mm-hmm. Then there's other cards that are negative, so they'll be like uh, destroy two of your card slots, the sheeps in your card slots, or it'll be like um, destroy your highest ranked sheep. You know, so mm-hmm. there's different bad things. My chef. And then there's other ones that's like get rid of one card in your hand. You know, other stuff like that. I think it's a physical game too. I wouldn't be surprised. There's no reason you couldn't do it physically. Yeah. I there's it. no reason at all other than you'd lose all the crazy, insane Japanese <laughs> the <stuff>. story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember liking it and thinking it was, it was pretty good. Um, I didn't even know they had it on phones. Maybe I'll try it again. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, you can at least get the free-to-play version yeah. on your phone. But uh, I played a lot, and I was... Did you buy the campaign? I did, yeah. Did. I bought it. Um, it adds some like other extra stuff, but the campaign's hard enough that I'm still working through that. Mm. Um, but it was like, I really did not expect myself to put more than three minutes into this. Mm-hmm. And then I've just been playing it. Nice. So what I, about you for phone stuff? Uh, I only have one big one. And it is also a repurchase is because they put Cultist Simulator on phones. Oh. Which felt like a better place for it. Yeah, because you just need to move things. Yeah, you're moving them around. Um, and I, I still really like it, but I haven't really played – I don't really like sit down and play phone stuff as much anymore. Because if I'm sitting down to play a game, odds are I'm at home. And then I'll play Switch or something. Your bowels aren't moving that or moving much better. <laughs> well, no, we'll talk about what that's been later. We'll not about my bowels, but why? <laughs> what that time has been taken up with? Um, Joe Joey's bowel zone. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at getting Stardew on it because it's eight dollars. I, I like, love Stardew. I was like, maybe I'd play Stardew if it was on my phone, and I just had it at all times. I never played it since they added multiplayer, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I already I have it on boot Switch. Boot it back up, and I know I've heard you don't love that game until like five hours in. Like it doesn't. You don't really like gel with it right away. I wouldn't say five hours in. I I would say an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. I mean, there is like you do have to like build up through. The um, because I I had to restart it once. Oh, and I can't can't remember because why. you got you... oh maybe I got it on Switch and oh, I had it on Steam okay. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so there is the first forty five minutes is kind of uh, go talk to this person. I'll go talk to this person. We're training you how to play the game. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So it's like find the all forty people in the village because they want to make sure you talk to them. Yeah. And so there's there's I didn't some love that. that. I was like I, yeah, was like, I don't want to do this. That's the slog. Yeah. But I I think that's only like a half hour to 45 minutes and then after that it's like do what you want and then it's just 
after that point, maybe people are saying it takes more time because it's like any RPG where you're weak in the beginning. So like if you want to go harvest stuff from the cave, you better stay in the first five levels of the cave because yeah. then you're going to get your ass handed to you. Or it's like you're only going to be able to plant like these kinds of plants because you just don't have more. But I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was I great. I felt like I never had enough energy to do enough stuff in a day. Like if I wanted to just work on my farm for the day, I like ran out of energy and it was like 10 a.m. Then you just go through days. Like You just go to sleep? Yeah, you just yeah. go to sleep. Mm. But also, you find other stuff that you can do that doesn't need the energy in, mm. in the same way. And you can kind of balance your day. So it's like, oh, I've done everything I can with this, but now I can go do this other mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know, So I'll just go focus on that. Do you think it, like anything that you did, do you think would be hampered by phone? Like not having D-pad or buttons. The thing about the buttons, it's not. I don't know how they do like the display because maybe it's easier. But like pulling up your inventory and stuff like that would be kind of nice to have uh, buttons. But if they if they did it in a way that you can access everything fairly quickly, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't see. Well, no, that now I would say don't get it on phone because there is some there is like the battle battle can, stuff yeah. sucks on phone. I don't get it on phone. Okay, I mean I already have it, well, so I don't need it. But I was I was trying to th- play. I, don't play it on phone if you're going to invest your time. Play, play it on it Switch. On. Okay, is that that's what you played it on? Right. That's, well, I played Mostly. first on Steam in the end, <laughs> then I started over. How how many hours all in? Yeah, right. That's that's why you lost your switch because you were hiding it. No, it was stolen, um, and then it was returned to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. And they put a hundred hours into Stardew while they had it, and then gave it back because they were done. And they married just the white right wife that I wanted to marry. <laughs> had the stupid kid. You have kids in there? Yeah, you could have kids. You wow. could get divorced. You could. What? You could have your kids disappeared too. Really. There's all kinds of shit in that game, man. That's so crazy. Okay, man. Well, but that's know. that. You're never gonna see that stuff, Joey. That's like way down the oh, line. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. yeah. You'll never get to the witch. Trust me on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, Cultist Simulator is the the biggest thing. I I've gotten a couple others that I paid for. One was just called Cats Game, that looked like one of those um, meter games, but in like a real like ed mcmillan type of way yeah um i think it was just called cats game because it's like you're running this colony are you of thinking cats. of mugenics because that's mugenics. not a thing no it is gonna be now though it now will that be he's not working with tommy anymore but it's not not for a while it's been a long time coming yeah um and then i bought photographs which is the new game from the 10 million dude but it's not like 10 million or you must build a boat my god i love those games um yeah this is this is like a puzzly thing um what's it I, called because i'm gonna get that photographs i've been waiting for something to come from him yeah it's it's a different it's still puzzly but it's not like a a type of puzzle you play forever it's like a puzzle story thing. yeah he sold me yeah he's good um you got more phone stuff because i think this is more your purview perv no i'm good on that good on phone yeah yeah i have other stuff that i just didn't didn't love uh i also went back and played miracle merchant a lot because i realized there was uh my game is good games that i transferred over from my old phone to my new phone Mm -hmm. that like didn't register that i had bought them so they thought i had the free versions oh so i had to like 
you, you couldn't restore purchase? You or? can. It's yeah. just I had to do that, and so I was doing that for some of my game, and I was like, man, I really loved Miracle Merchant. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I played that. Uh, oh, there was one other game that I could talk about that I liked a lot, it, which was very charming also. It was called Spit Kiss, which is a flinger, is oh, the okay. best I can t- yeah. describe it, where it's like you have uh, one character, and you have to like fling a, a kiss and then fling it a different, you know, hit certain walls, avoid spikes, and then fling it. So it's still, it is kind of manual controls, but because it's just a swipe, it doesn't feel so bad, mm-hmm. you know, and it is, you're maneuvering around obstacles, and then there are some things oh, where it's Oh, I was like, thinking when you said flinger that it was like that, that yelling one, the head one. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's different. Well, that's, that's a flinger. That's, uh, that's where you're holding it down. Or maybe that's a tossing game. I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> we talked about that on this show, right? Yeah. Um, that was heads off. Heads off. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that you are more holding down. You're not actually flinging because the momentum comes from where it's screaming and when you decide to hold it down. Oh, okay. This is you're actually like in the direction you're flinging. Is it spring? What do you mean spring? Oh, like you hold it back? No, spring spring fling. fling? No, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Your favorite uh, favorite Game Boy game that never was a Game Boy game? No, it wasn't called Spring Fling. It was spring called Spring Fling. No, it was called like uh, uh sibling? No, Offspring Fling. Offspring Fling. Come on, Joey. <laughs> fuck, you're right. Spring Fling. Come on. You're That's thr- way you're, different. you're throwing your babies in that game. <laughs> Uh, no, but this one, like the art is, I, I would recommend anyone just like look at the art cause it's really, really weird. What's it called again? Um, it's called Spit Kiss. Spit Kiss. Yeah. Spit Kiss. It That's looks a bad name. It looks almost like some of it looks like weird John K art. Oh, yeah. not, not gross. Like John K can get, uh-huh. but just like, kind of like weirdly proportioned, uh, in, skinny arms, big faces. Kind of. Yeah. 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 And it's got like in, in, in between, you can tell it's like an art game because it's got <laughs> okay. like some uh, something to say about love and things like that mixed in. But it's not it's not up its own butt. I liked it. <laughs> okay. And the art was re- like the style is really cool and the, it was fun to play. Mm. You know, we're being something where it's you're doing stuff on the screen, but it doesn't feel hampered by not having an actual controller. Uh, speaking of one uh, phone game that we both like, they have now have Super Faust. Fa- super Faust. What it's you, what's super completely in it? separate game. Really? Yeah, and it's le- like uh, the screen isn't just one. Like you have to go around a level. Like it's not just one screen is the whole level. If that makes like yeah 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 side scrolly yeah ah, with Faust. I'll get that controls and it's free. To download, I don't remember what the money hook was, but you didn't have to pay to get it. I'll, I'll give them money. I don't care. Yes. I love that Faust shit. Faust was good. Yeah, so good. Um, but I, I but you're a chicken now. Not an owl. Not an owl? Okay. Yeah, it's cuter and it's not black and white or, you know, like not stylized colored. It's like, looks like more like a phone game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then maybe I won't. Yeah. No, no, no. You I'll look try. at it. It, it look plays at exactly it. like it. You'll like it. Um, yeah, I've had some other phone games, but those I'm I'm good on that. Good on phone. Yeah. All right, uh, brief detour into alphas. Alpha time. Which you bought a couple. I have bought two, but I you haven't played two, them, and I've not twist. I have not played them, oh. and will not play them till they're out. Oh, that's so frustrating because I want to know what they're like. But but 
I got a great deal on both of them. <laughs> they never wrote me back, by the way. Uh, I guess I should explain. They fixed it online. It's cheap again? It, well, if the sale's still going on, it's cheap again. Hmm. We can explain what we're talking about. Okay. You can explain your uh, gripe. Joey's gripe corner. You already yeah. heard number one. My bowels. With his, no, yeah, no, with when you were talking about your, no, about blood talking stain. about, yeah, your blood stain. So um, back in Joey's gripe corner. Back in the gripe corner on the Epic Game Store, I was having a sale. And as I was trying to buy the really um, excellently priced deal of Hades, that's what it's called, right? Hades? Hades, yeah. Hades, uh, the new Supergiant. Super, yeah, Supergiant. Uh, game on the Epic Game Store. As I was trying to check out with it, the price went up like double. So it said that it was a twenty dollar game, X percent off for six ninety nine. I added it to my cart and it was like it's going to be nine ninety nine. Like what? Okay. Uh, went back to the store, refreshed the page, and then it was like it's fourteen ninety nine. Originally priced twenty five dollars. So like. When I went there, they're saying it was a $20 game and it's going to cost this much. They raised what the MSRP was, essentially, to then make it still have like a good numbered discount, but then cost $15 instead of $6.99. So they, they claimed that it was an accident and that it was a glitch, that they do plan on raising the price, but after the sale and that this was a mistake... They you you saw this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I emailed support and they never got back to me. Well, I read it on like Polygon or something. Wow, because it was like an issue. You know, I mean, it is real crappy. That uh, it's some sketch shit. Like especially that, like the price went up, and they tried to still make it seem like it was on as much sale. Like that's some shady shit. They claim that it wasn't on purpose. Uh huh. But yeah, they can still know. suck a fat one. I think I think it's now it's gone back to twenty five being nineteen ninety nine. Oh, when it you know is the sale over? Uh, I don't know. It, there was a real good sale, um, but I did the sale brought me to actually look at everything that was on sale in that or everything that was sold in that store. Mm. There is not a lot of games being sold on that Epic Store no. yet. Yeah, I got that. There's a lot of pre order stuff and a lot of stuff coming out in the future. The the whole exclusivity thing really bums me out. Like, I get it, but it, it still feels really gross. Why? Just people, like, th- had their stuff up for sale on Steam. Yeah. And then pulled it. Yeah. Why is that bad? Well, like, for people who want to keep their library in the same place. But Steam can, they can still, the people who bought the Steam games, it's not like their games disappeared from their Steam library. I know it just it just feels gross. I don't know. I don't think it's gross. I think it's a good like I support the the developers who sell through Epic and get more money from it. Yeah, and it's really like it pisses me off. Like when I bought Hades, I was like, Joey, fucking hate that they finally Epic Store made me buy something because I hate having <laughs> stuff in my GOG store, in the Twitch store, in like the all Steam over the store, place. all over the freaking place. That's what in, I'm saying. In Twitch, I hate it too. But like. Anything else in the world, you can sell in what store you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I want to sell my crap in Sharper Image Store and they want to sell it, like first you got to find one. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, it's it's that's the way things work in the real world. Yeah, and like, why shouldn't they be able to make more money? And one of the conditions be that it can't be sold to undercut them more expensive. Like, even if it wasn't exclusive, would you be happier if it was like cheaper over there? Yeah, 
Uh, maybe. Okay. Because then it could still go on sale on Steam. <laughs> but it would a... never go on sale. Mm. I don't know. It just b- bums me out. Mostly because I think that Epic launch is crap. But <laughs> yeah, Epic. Right, I mean, you can buy Hades on Epic right now for ten bucks. Okay. And it's still price normal price twenty dollars. So. All right. I'll. I'll. I guess I'll get it then. I'm not going to play it, but uh, I have it, and I. I, I bought Risk of Rain two, which I've heard is good. Which I'm really looking forward to playing. I'm not going to play it now. Yeah. But I'm. I'm excited that I have it. I. I don't have it, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, you can get it when it comes out, and then we can play it. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah. So what have you been playing that uh, you did get that's an alpha? Um, well, one is from a long time ago, so I don't know how much I can say about it. <laughs> I was just going through, like, what alpha stuff is st- like on the top of my recents list. Uh, Dawn of Man. I don't, I don't know if we talked about that on no, here. No, I don't remember it. It's a, an RTS game in Caveman Times where it's it's more sort of... Is it top-down? Is it like RTS? Like it's it's like traditional RTS, like, like 3D, spacecraft or uh, like uh, it's still 3D. Like you can rotate the world. Yeah, but it's not sprites, but it's like, like total annihilation looking. No, newer than that. 3D models on everything. Okay, um, but it's just as much building up and surviving as it is fighting. So like, you have to make sure you have enough food to last through the winter. And stuff like that. It's not just building up troops and then going and taking over stuff. But if you do build up troops and take over stuff before winter comes, you still win, right? No. No? No. You still it's, then it's have about to survive? Like, yeah. It's, there aren't, I haven't noticed any other people. So it's not a real, it's not an RTS. It's just a survival game. It controls like an RTS. Like you drag boxes over dudes and right click and they go over here. So they took the fun parts out of RTS and they just kept in the bad stuff and then the bad stuff of survival games. Uh, I don't know. I like those things that you're <laughs> calling the bad things. But like you you have dudes and you can send them after like a mammoth, you know, like and then that'll convert into this much food. And yeah. you can use them like you, you have to harvest creatures so that you can get furs and like furs are used on this stuff. Like there's a so it's like a simulator. It's like a SimCity but caveman time kind of yeah it's a real weird mix of like a bunch of stuff like that Mm. um it's it's pretty early but still felt pretty good it and it was just like kind of what you were saying but only in a positive way it's it's a mesh of a survival rts that i just haven't seen really is it like frostpunk uh that'd be a a pretty good approximation though it's more like frostpunk you're stuck to that core this you have a map you're moving around you can go pretty much anywhere and like set down your your town or wherever and um, make sure you're next to these minerals or the woods that you can harvest yeah like it's more free form but it is um still trying to keep your people alive there isn't any of those like cards that pop up and it's like make a decision yeah it's more just traditional rts control but you have to make sure you have the stuff that your people won't starve or freeze to death or any of that and you know they can fend off wild wolves and it sounds very i mean i think i'd like it a lot if there was uh a strong wind condition yeah i don't know if there is yeah if they added it because then it would be almost like those um like almost like civilization or there there is like aging up like their version of aging up. So yeah. maybe there is a win condition. I just don't know. Okay. But I played for a handful of hours and it was, 
like it's it's one of those games where half the fun is kind of figuring it out. Yeah. Like um Surviving Mars was. You you kind of have to realize what begets what and what you need to research and there's it's very freeform in that you can kind of put buildings anywhere. It doesn't like snap to a grid or anything. Oh, so you can put like your huts all in like a circle. Yeah. And that kind of will determine like transport paths or um, where your people congregate. And then you need to make sure you're protected against like wild animals and things like that. So it's cool. It, it's, it's a neat setting and it's a neat way to play it. Um, I haven't played it in a while, so I don't know like how it's doing, but it's there. There's not a lot you can play Frostpunk, Like you said, was kind of the closest, um, uh, satisfactory, which I said on the Epic store, it's basically like, um, there's gotta be a name for like a factorio. That's a factorial like, factorial like, which is like three D puzzle. It well, it's it's uh, build this so you can build this so you can build this. <laughs> like that's all it is, but it's in three D on an alien world, and it's like you have conveyor belts like in three D all over the place. <laughs> like there's there's no point other than the point is to build stuff so you can build the next cooler stuff. Um, it's it, kind of like watching uh, bars go up and then come down so that other bars can go up. Right, and it, it's made by the Goat Simulator people. Yeah. So it's they're like, hey, did you actually try on this game? You're like, we tried on Goat Simulator. We just tried harder on this one. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fair. <laughs> um, uh, Mechanic Miner, which I fired up for about five minutes because I just got. Uh, looks like Terraria mixed with Banjo-Kazooie nuts, nuts and Bolts. So which art is it? Because those are very different. It's, it's the Terraria. Okay. So side view, but yeah. you build machines with like circuits and logic and controls and stuff to in service of like mining and building up stuff <laughs> so you you build things you can drive is it like terraria 2 where there's like more game there it's i don't know oh yeah I, okay. like i i went into a mine and i pointed my little harvesting gun at some some ore and then i built a lever and an engine and then uh, attach them together and then i sat on the where the lever is and moved the lever and saw the engine move or doing things, but not going anywhere because it was just an engine. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is going to take a minute. Almost there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's it's really new, and but it, it looks like quirky and fun. And I like a type of game that if I figure out would be very dangerous because you get to mine, you get to build stuff, you get to build cars. Are there dwarves? Ooh, I don't mm. think there's dwarves, but that's also coming to Steam. Dwarf Fortress? Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're making an official tile I saw set. that. How far away is that, though? Because uh, I, I saw that maybe a few months ago. It says time is subjective on the release date. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an officially supported tile set that's not like part of their mod packs or anything. It's going to make it real approachable <laughs> to the masses. It'll make it more approachable, but there's something about the original ASCII that, like, that's that game. Yeah. But I'm still going to support. I'm still a patron. Like, I give them a dollar a month. Yeah. Um, cause I think that thing needs to continue to be made for forever because it's insane because it already contains forever. It does. <laughs> I, I did this thing not too long ago. Um, it's kind of amazing because you know how, when you set up a new world in that it generates the history. Yeah. There's this thing called legends viewer, which lets you load up the history of your world and it lets you browse it in like a wiki style thing. So you can see 
like, oh shit, all this went down here in 2000 BC, you know, whatever BC is they call it. And that's why this area of the land is this way. Like it lets you find these really like intricate esoteric. Yeah. Like explanations sections. Yeah. And like there was a, like a blood golem or something that it just doesn't make sense that that works. It like doesn't make a freaking lick of sense. That's why I say it. Like it just, it needs to continue to be made. Um, and it, it's just like one of the more amazing things about dwarf fortress is reading about people's playthroughs of Dwarf Fortress, which is what that Legends viewer lets you do with just, like, the world that you have. Yeah. It lets you... Because a lot of people will build a world once, and then that is what... They're, you, they're in. You That is your world for forever. Yeah. So, like, if you read about the lore of your place or, like, find out, oh, there's this is where this giant battle was, and, like, you, you kind of can see where things I, are. I love that shit. It's I mean... so cool. Like, you could load up... Dwarf Fortress and then Legends Viewer and never played Dwarf Fortress and it would still be fascinating. Just, yeah. I mean that's that's like I always love that when you'd have games where there'd be like a room full of books and then it has just like all the history of that world written in that like you could just ignore if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Which I, and most I respect do. <laughs> that they don't shove it down your throat. Yeah. But it it's not also that's not the game like some of these walking simulators. Mm-hmm. It's like this is just totally because this was in the the creator's head and they wanted to get it out, and it helped them write it. So if you want to look at it, cool. But this is all random. This is randomly generated, and it's insane it, that it, it's insane it's that all it works. puts together. Yeah. Uh, I found out about this software through an article. I'll try to show it to you if I can find it again after this. But she like was talking about problematic moments in her, the history of her world and stuff. It was pretty good. Um, uh, last alpha before we get to marquees, uh, I played was Levelhead, which is the new game from Butterscotch Shenanigans, creators oh, of shenanigans. Uh, Crashlands. Yeah, the, the, that was the one with the brother who was real sick, right? Yeah, he had, like, leukemia or something. And then pulled through. But we, they still well, got Crashlands. Well, they were playing something, and he's like, I don't want the last game I make to be whatever this was. And yeah. So they started making Crashlands. But, yeah. I like Crashlands. Yeah, I've heard it's... I, I have it on phone. I just don't like playing that type of game on phone. I don't even... As we know, I don't like crafting survival games. I thought it was good. Yeah. It's that same sort of art style, like, cartoony, like alien hominid castle crasher looking like hyper polished flash game yeah not to be like derogatory or anything no it's um, uh kind of like um dig behemoth. world behemoth or like dig world is kind of like that what's dig world? or what's the the robots steam world steam steam world dig yeah steam world dig yeah it's like the steam world people mm-hmm. they kind of look like that too yeah really cartoony yeah uh level head is like their version of mario maker so it's you're a little robot, and the whole thing is like he's a package delivery. There's a story around it, like you're a package delivery robot. Um, but the big thing of it is that you can make your own levels and upload them um, all through Steam. So uh, can you play Mario in it yet, or what? I don't know. <laughs> the my my biggest complaint, and it's not even one that I think is a permanent complaint. It just doesn't feel like I expected it to. Like, in terms of jumping and controlling and stuff. So I die a lot when, like, my some sort of fake muscle memory takes over and, and it just doesn't do what I think it should. Yeah. But the mechanic of it that's different than most is you're, you land in a level and then you find the package. 
and then you have to get that to the exit. So you can, you have this little like zip cord that you throw to like grab it and take it to you, but then you can use it and like throw it onto spikes and then stand on your package. And then you have this jump move where you can jump up and then pull the block with you. Okay. So it's, it's a lot of figuring out how to get through the level with using like, it's like a tool. Yeah. A per- all-purpose tool that yeah, is the thing you have to get to the end. Because you can use it and throw it at bad guys, too, and it'll kill them. It's like having the damsel in Spelunky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't die. <laughs> um, but it's it's cute. The little robot design is great. Uh, kind of reminds me of a Gur type of, like, he can get really manic. So, like, on backpacks at Hot Topic and yeah, stuff like Yeah, he's on backpacks at Hot Topic. <laughs> um, but it's still in early access, but they're trying to do their own, like, thing uh, called... Was it like rumpus or something like butterscotch shenanigan is coming up with their own thing you can sign into on top of steam okay and then you have a profile that you can like log in on it's their like website. your origin account yeah or whatever yeah so i think they have like grander plans with this whole thing but it, it feels really good and i'm doing some like tutorial thing that is like unlocking parts for the level creator after you see them like what they do you know, you can see them in the world and then get these packages that's like this unlocked for or part unlocked or whatever. So I haven't dug into any of the level creation stuff, but like the core of the game seems solid and they keep adding like new mechanics. And I guess there's already over a thousand levels from community on it. So if it's like your jam, how many of them are copyright infringed inspired? I You can't do your own art or anything, but still, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's if you like their art style and their sense of humor. Um, and you know, they'll like their track record is good. They'll finish it. You know, uh, speaking of those or creator games, other than Mario two, Mario maker two, mm-hmm. uh, did you play any of dreams? Not a ton. That is a, I'm curious about that. That is a dense thing. Yeah. Um, and pretty remarkable. Yeah. I, I've not played it. Or played or whatever the hell you do with yeah, it. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm really interested in seeing how it works. It's, I would call it a masterpiece that I think not a lot of people will get super into. I would be more willing to play it if they did like Dreams Engine and released it on PC or something. Because like you were saying, like, why would you put so much time into something that's locked into the ecosystem? And if they just took the backbone out of this and essentially made it like a Unreal or Unity, I think people could actually make standalone chargeable games with it. Um, that said, it definitely has the little Big Planet vibe. Which I love. Which I love too. Yeah. Um, but you're only going to get out as much as you're willing to put in. But I bet you there's so many people that are willing to put in so much oh, yeah. for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in some of the games like that Media Molecule made and put in there are like actually fun. Like, oh, this is like a, a, a good mini game, and those are just going to keep coming. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what it is when it officially comes out. Um, but it was only like $29, and there's already like a ton of stuff if you just want to... I think they call it Explore the Dreamiverse. If you want to explore the Dreamiverse, there's already a ton of stuff on there. Um But it's like if Little Big Planet was a lot, this is a lot 
more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did the first handful of tutorials, and it was, like, not even getting into, like, logic. It was just, like, controlling cameras and putting down objects and everything. I'm just like, boy, <laughs> this is getting dense. Like, that's something you need, like, a course on. Yeah. Like you yeah. could take a Udemy on this. It's like I wouldn't why? be surprised if someone made it. If like hobbyists were just like, let's let's put together a Udemy course for dreams. Like it's it's niche enough that I like if I saw it for ten dollars, I'd be like, all right. Oh, I'm sure you could find it for ten you could find like six hundred hours of dreams tutorials for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. But uh it's really cool and I I hope it does well, but I wish it was on PC and or like more open. Yeah. But um, anyway, that was Levelhead. <laughs> uh, what's uh, you want to talk about a uh, marquee game? Sure, this marquee game brought uh, to you by. You might have already talked about it just like briefly, and you sold me on it, uh, pushed me to play it pretty hard. Uh, was Mutant Year, Mutant Year Zero? Oh yeah, which is so freaking good. It's good, and it is exactly the type of game that I like. Uh, which I don't know why I was so resistant to it. I, it's just, uh, but, um, you were, you were, you thought it was like, is this, is it, is there any way that this is actually going to be good? Cause it's like based on a license and it's like unknown. And it totally is. It's and it's really good. And the only, you know, the only knot it really has that hamper. I mean that usually there's a fear that like the physical game tries to keep too much to its physical construct and then it hampers the adaptation. Mm-hmm. The only knot it really has is that you see a little dice turning when it's loading. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no, you don't see dice. You don't see anything like that. It feels exactly like, you know, a classic turn-based tactics, you know, top down or isometric turn-based tactics in a really cool world, which is like this post-apocalyptic post some un- undisclosed plague some people are mutants now. There's a wasteland. There's people clinging to this ark, which is the last vestige of humanity. Uh, but it's running out of power, so you got to like venture out. And then there's what are you ghouls. called? Stalkers. You're stalkers. Stalkers. Yeah, it's it's like all the terminology and all the the world that's built is very very cool. The art looks really good. Um, it's the uh, the only critique I would have is it it it's it, hard. Well. It's hard in a way that really encourages cheesing. Yeah. Which, like, I really don't like doing. Yeah. But the game is still fun. Like, there's... Depends what mode you're playing. There's, there's like, hard mode, harder mode, and then for either of those, you can turn on, like, permadeath. Mm-hmm. I didn't turn on permadeath. I think if I did... Do you I get did, more characters if you turn on permadeath? I like didn't. Like, if Ducks dies, do you get another Ducks? So, in, in the game, you can pick up other people. Yeah. But only at like scripted points. Scripted points. So I don't. I don't. I didn't even do that. I think if I did that, it wouldn't be a fun game because as it is now, if one of my characters dies in a battle, I'm willing to just let him die mm-hmm. because if I can get through it, they come back at the end of the battle. Oh, okay. And they still get the XP boost. It's like everyone gets the XP, mm-hmm. so it's not like you're going to leave them behind. So I'm willing to not. You know, I was reading online uh, about how people are playing it. And so, like so many people are like, oh yeah, this is a great game to just save before every single time you go. And it's like, that's, that's real crap. That's what I do. Well, that's real crap. Like yeah. if it was permadeath, you would have no choice but to do that. Yeah. At least with this, like I do save 
if I don't understand how... Oh, you mean like each turn? Each turn. Oh, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. I'll do it before each battle. Each battle. Yeah. Yeah, Because some battles you get into and you're just too weak and it's impossible. Mm. And you don't want to have to like restart the whole game. Yeah. You just start back from before you initiated battle. But like uh, the game, there are certain things that like... There's no real tutorial-ish type of thing, which is good. But there are certain things you just don't know how they're going to respond. Like you get mutations that you don't really understand, mm-hmm. or you you uh, the play sequence of like what happens when this happens. Um, it's good to save and then try them, and then I'll reload it if it's a completely different result that screws me. Just because I didn't understand the mechanic, I feel okay restarting it so that I can I now learn something mm-hmm. and now I won't do it. It's not like I just made a bad decision. I I will restart if I get totally fucked on a random roll from th- like an enemy bringing in reinforcements or something like they have those people that can call in but you can see who those people are. I know, and then I kill <laughs> them first like you're supposed to. Yeah. And then the medic bot comes and brings him back to life, and then he calls in people immediately. You got to kill the medic bot. I unload they, they have all, a lot of... all my dudes unload into medic bot, and it's not enough to kill him. But you can get so there are certain weapon upgrades that are specific to robots mm-hmm. that like electrocute them, and then they're out of commission for like four or five turns. There's also EMP blasts that you can throw at them. Yeah, that then they're out of commission for like six or seven turns. So like. There's ways to still get around that. Those mm. medic bots are a real bitch, though. Yeah, they are. Because, like, you could be just, like, have enough to, to win, but then a medic bot will resuscitate three other people. Mm-hmm. They and do it you're, fast, They too. do it two turns. Yeah. They get there one turn, they're working on them, and then the next turn, they're working on them, and they're alive. And then that is like, thing... half their life is there. It's the, not like they well, the started The one they brought back life. then gets to go right away, which is what fucked me with, like, bringing in reinforcements there. And it would be different if that person started with, like, one health bar, but they start with, like, half their <laughs> yeah, life back. it's more than one shot's worth. I don't know. Have you finished it? Uh, no. I'm, like, probably, like, 70% through it. It's, I... it's hard. And I'm doing all, like, the side quest stuff to level up. And find the scrap kinda, and stuff like to that. To grind. But the grinding's not too bad. Yeah, no. I thought it's it like was, fun grinding. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's like I would purposefully look around for stuff because it like made it better when I did have to engage. Yeah. But like wouldn't go out looking for fights necessarily unless I could take them all out without them knowing. But I'd like go back to maps that aren't in the story path to mm-hmm. like clean up some guys so that I could get my level up. Yeah. And be stronger when I go. And it didn't feel as grindy. It's not... It's not a vast game. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just so hard that you're going to spend time on each battle. But um, because of that, it doesn't feel like you're walking through shrubs looking for rats to kill grind. It Mm -hmm. feels like you're just doing epic battles to grind, but these are just manageable ones that aren't necessarily on the story path. Right. Is how many more people? I I only had three when I stopped playing. I I just got the lady. There's six now. Wow. I have six people. Okay. And do you have to be like, these are the three I have with yeah, me? Yeah, you, you have a squad of three, so you swap them out. At at the arc or anytime? No, anytime. It's oh. in the, the start menu. Uh, they have like one of the headings is squad. There's like mutations, gear, world map, squad. So oh, you can okay. switch out the guys. Yeah, it hasn't been a, an issue for so me. So I just like, every time I get a new person, I take all their stuff out of them and then sell it all <laughs> and make sure I just have loadouts for three people. And even if I were swatched, sw- like... 
like why can't I say this? switching the guys, mm-hmm. they'll still always have the loadout of whoever was in that spot. Oh, you just don't need to have everyone have weapons. Got it. But like, there's one guy that I got who's really cool. He has like a mind control power mm. where he can like take over one of the enemies and have them attack each other. Oh, that's cool. And he can stay hidden. It's really, really helpful. There's some really cool stuff. And and I thought the characters were actually really well done, but I was kind of disappointed it was so, like, scripted, I guess. Like, you get named characters. You don't get, like, XCOM-style people that you kind of have full control over. You... Did you want, like, talk trees? No, I wanted, like, what type of mutant do you want to be? Like, what, t- like... I wanted it to be more customizable, I guess. Oh, I mean, you can customize the upgrades somewhat, yeah. but even still, it doesn't really change them that much. No. But if you were to do that, it'd probably just be so much harder. Like, I want this, the way this game plays on XCOM. Yeah. I want... Where you have a base and you're You can walk around and... and engage if you want, and then how it's, like, not grid-based while you're walking around, and then it snaps into... I mean, that's kind of like this. You can walk around and you can like sneak past people and no, that's what I'm talking about. I want that in XCOM. Oh, in XCOM, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, you know, XCOM Two is categorically a better game. Yeah. But I've enjoyed playing this game more than I enjoyed playing XCOM Two. Yeah. Like that says something huge. Now this doesn't have any like the base building type stuff that XCOM does. Yeah. But like that's. Fine. Which is a bummer, though, because you'd figure the Ark would be a perfect, like, thing. But you're not, like, in charge of the Ark. Right. You know, there's, like, an elder and... <laughs> he's just an old guy. <laughs> he's just an old guy. And the stuff he tells you is not helpful. No. In the tutorial, not. they're like, he's going to give you helpful hints and tips that will unlock as the story progresses. And you just go there, he's like, well, it looks like you were in a dilly of a pickle there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I thought that it was all really well written and well made, like surprisingly well made. Yeah, it's just really slick. Yeah. And I think if they did try to make it bigger, it probably would have just suffered for it. So I'm glad that they... For the first one. But now they have the base and they know what the critiques are and they know... That's true. Um, they can expand from where they are. Yeah. Build it out. But I, I was like really surprised by it. Yeah. And I think I just like post-apocalyptic settings. And turn-based. And turn. I mean, I definitely like turn-based tactics because yeah. it feels like the best mix of like puzzles with fighting, mm. uh, and it's still not. I mean, sometimes if you have like an eighty percent chance of hitting someone in, and you just totally you whiff them, <laughs> it's frustrating. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's truly cheat. It doesn't feel like there's a finger on the scale. It feels like okay, twenty percent of the time you're gonna miss. Yeah, yeah. I, I I liked it, and there was something about it that felt more tactile than uh, than XCOM. Like everything just had like a good chunkiness to it. Like you're picking up scrap and you're like bolting stuff onto. And the stealth crossbows. part is nice. This and the stealth part like doesn't suck. Yeah, which is surprising. You're not standing there waiting for like four minutes as some characters just like walking around so you can like move. Like you're waiting maybe like fifteen seconds. Maybe. Well, and it's it's neat because like you set up your own ambush because you can swap between your dudes and tell them to stay, and then you decide when you want to engage if they don't see you. So yeah. like that's a cool. And if you fuck up, you can say like, nope. Psych, not doing battle now. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, really surprising. And I, I hope 
the next one of those is just a bigger, better version of this one, which I feel like it did well. Like I, feel I don't like see I've, why not. I feel like I've heard a lot about it, yeah. considering how it kind of came out of nowhere and people were just surprised. But um, well, awesome! I'm glad. Strong you... recommend anyone who likes anything the you, the post apocalyptic world. People who like tactics games, people who like stealth games, and it's very much like a triple I. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's some money in that game. Yeah. For sure, which is weird considering nothing else has really come of that IP before. Um, I guess they figured it's safer if you already have some people who are interested in it. Right. Well, there's Mutant Chronicles, which is sort of like the Tank Girl, more more Tank Girl inspired version of like a War, Warhammer 40K. Yeah. So Mutant Chronicles is the future of Mutant Year Zero. And so, like, I'm pretty sure Mutant Chronicles was first, and then they came out with Mutant Year Zero that was more survival-y and less technology. And I want to say that that's fairly recent, because, like, when I bought it, I'm pretty sure that's when it first came out. They re-released or came out with a new edition of Mutant Chronicles, and that's been going on since, like, the 80s. So, um, my first marquee is from 2016. told you i've been playing it a lot but i wanted to actually talk about it on the podcast <laughs> because i finally found on nintendo ds where my hour count was <laughs> it was really sad <laughs> so i'm gonna talk about pocket card jockey which yeah. is probably the um, most niche hardest to sell game that i absolutely love is it it <laughs> because you played that game that that's logistical, logistical. <laughs> yeah hey you love logistical you just haven't played it you just don't know it yet. you don't even know it <laughs> pocket card jockey is like they let it, it's it's made by game freak which is the pokemon people and it was like someone in the back of the room had been like secretly working on this idea and they're just like yeah sure let's let's finish it and they put it out and i feel like i didn't hear anything else about it um what it is is well. There's no Pokemans in it. I know, but they do throw a little thing in there when you get a trophy for a race. Got to get them all, uh, <laughs> which is funny because there's like a trophy case that has holes. Yeah, and you have to get all the different races. But what it is, it's like a horse racing, um, sim with solitaire built on top of it. But then there's also breeding. So I don't know if you know what golf solitaire is. Yeah. Um. Golf solitaire for people at home is like you have a card down at the bottom that shows a four and then out on the table, you can then click on the three or the five. You go up and down according to what card you have at the bottom. Like the, there's a two player, four player game called golf also. That is this? Uh, It's similar mechanic. There's like, uh, you're going up and down with uh, communal cards and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this the the whole thing of this is it's that solid type of solitaire, but in, that is how you're racing your horse. So, <clears throat> a race can go from two to six games of solitaire, and then between games, you are getting these sort of energy points that you can convert into stamina, 
or used to change the direction of your horse on the track. So between uh, between games of solitaire, you are actually like trying to have your horse run in the right positions and stuff to generate more power. It is way more involved than it should be, and it would probably take you a handful of games or a hilariously long tutorial to get the hang of. But since I got back into it, I've put 80 hours into it. Um, and I, I feel like the end is finally in sight (laughs) because there's a handful of races and you kind of have a limited career with each horse. You go through the, the, the growth mode, which is where you can build it, the horse's stats. And then once the horse fully matures, then there's the mature mode, which isn't as fun as it sounds. (laughs) There's mature mode, which is just like, see if you can win these these races with the horse that you have built. And then it'll retire at the end of that run. But then you can send it to the farm where you can pair up a boy and a girl horse to make new horses f- to start back over in growth mode. And that's where like the legacy end of it kind of makes this, you can have a better horse at the beginning of growth mode to to raise its stats to go into mature mode. So there's all that on top of the solitaire game and the way that the physical racing starts. Um, horses earn different um, like abilities, or this this horse will charge more meter if it's running in front of another horse or in back of another horse. And it's I tried to show Kim because it was sitting at open on the the counter. I was making dinner. She's like, "Your horse is racing. What do I do?" I was like, "Oh, okay. So you you grab this and you draw the line here. Make sure you're in the comfort zone three because comfort zone three you get the most uh, energy meter for your giddy up button. And, <laughs> but if you fall out of that, it's fine. You just won't get um, max unity unless you are in comfort zone three. Comfort zone two though, you'll still be able to charge. And it was just like." fucking what <laughs> yeah that's intense joe you should keep that in yourself <laughs> it's it's only 6.99 only yeah it is only on nintendo 3ds and it has some of the best writing like funniest writing i've seen in a video game <laughs> which i don't get it, it feels like the game was so small and so niche that they just kind of let people do their thing with it and like the translation is like, there's no way that this is like what it, what it said. said. Yeah, they just kind of let them, like the guys, like Joey, you did it. Which We're is not like, going to spend too much money on, but they let localization. them. But they let them like they gave them a license to do something fun with it. Yeah, and he's like Joey, you won the race, and then my guy just responds. He goes, Yeah, man. <laughs> like it's it's so Suck like it. specifically. Um, like the humor and the tone, it's like really meta. And it was like, Hey, how'd you make all your money? Like to own horses? And like, Oh, I'm a game designer. I'm like, Oh, can I be the protagonist in your next game? Like who would want to play that? <laughs> and it's like really good stuff like that. And there's these like weird little interstitial, there's like five different owners and you have every time you win a major event with one of those owners horses, there's like a little dialogue scene between the two of them and they're weirdly funny. And it's their animation. It's like an AB. Uh, so it's like a static dude. And then when he's talking, it toggles back and forth between the mouth open and mouth closed. Yeah. So it's like, you can see all the corners they cut. Yeah. But like the game itself is solid and unique and I haven't played anything quite like it. 
and it's cheap and it has like a level of polish that you would expect from like game freak like a side project over a game freak um based on this game i just bought one on switch i bet you they feel like it's a black eye on their company i bet they do too <laughs> because there's like their websites for it i, I was just kind of looking up to see what happened to it after it came out and it hasn't been updated in like four years yeah um because it came out you know before it came out in the states over there and it, there's no english site for it it's just, just japanese site um, but I bought Giga Wrecker, which is a great name, on Switch recently because it was on sale. And it's also from Game Freak, but I think Game Freak just published it. But I bought it based on the strength of what I thought of Pocket Card Jockey, pretty much. Um, it's not as good as Pocket Card <laughs> Jockey. There's no horses. There's no solitaire. Have you played that Sega horse racing arcade where I think... Starter's Orders? I don't know. I've only seen them at like... Dave and Buster's because oh, it's with a the actual big, horse. big thing that you sit on and you like rock it. You, no, no, no. You can put like cards, so you have like you can keep your horse on your own card. No, and then you do things like you can give it like apples or carrots or like you know while it's riding, you can like hit it with your crop, you know, and like motivate it or like punish it. And it's one of those things where it's like they want you to keep your horse because they want to encourage you to raise it and then. Play, put more money in this machine uh-huh. and keep playing it. But it might be right up your alley, Joe. That sounds kind of amazing. It sounds like right up your alley. Uh, I love Pocket Card Jockey so much, and that has been my turlet game, which is why I've not played much on the okay. phones. <laughs> I have not even really even been touching my Switch, which is weird. Um, I just started picking it up again because I... The 3DS, man. You're getting your money's worth. I know. Like I thought I was never going to touch that thing again. And then on my phone, I installed this... It, it was like pocket card jockey with only the solitaire. There was none of the breeding, none of the like actually running on the track. It was just a horse racing themed golf solitaire game and it sucked. And I'm like, why am I playing this? I just should play pocket card jockey again. And then I found my 3DS and then I've put like 65 hours in since. I think actually the uh, the multiplayer golf games, I think the card games. Yeah. Actually, I think are different. Now that I'm remembering, you're actually trying to get your score like the lowest, like in golf. And there's mm-hmm. communal cards, but you're just trying to lower. There's some other rules. So I don't know why that one's called Golf Solitaire. I, I think that's just like they do their own stuff with it because there's like other powers and things too you can get on it on top of it. But I feel like that's just that style where you have the card at the bottom that is like the card you're using to determine what you can like add to the pile. You do have your own like separate cards in golf the card game but i don't know why golf salt I, mean, I don't know yeah it's it's really good it if you're into solitaire if you're into horse racing if you like funny riding if you any have of those a 3ds three, that's if still you have working a 3DS, you haven't gotten rid of any of those and you have 6.99 to spare please 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 get pocket card jockey because it is the weirdest best thing that no one will ever make again because there is no reason to. <laughs> it's so good, though. Because they've killed the person who created it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, I love it so much. Anyway, do you have another marquee? Um, No, not that I want to talk about. Uh, that I I played a lot of other games that I, like, I didn't particularly find as exciting. Uh, did I talk about Monospark?
Monist Bark I played a lot of, and I like that game. Yeah. That I played on Switch a lot. It's like an Isaac-y style. With, is it, that's the arrow one? Yeah. You're shooting like a bow and arrow? Yeah, and, and it's kind of, you know, Rogue Legacy-like where you're, again, dying a lot but trying to build up permanent things. Um, Did- it's sprites. Uh, I played like a little bit of it. I didn't because it was on sale on Switch, and that's when I got it. The biggest critique I have is that there's long ass loading screens. Oh, long ass loading. That for doesn't something. seem like a game that would need it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's sprite art. I mean, uh, pixely art. It doesn't. At least it's not that unexplored one, which is like pause. <laughs> yeah. A new level has been it's generated not, for it's you. It's not that. Um, I wonder but, if they ever fix that. But the the shooting the your your little bow and arrow thing. There's other weapons that you can get, other like backup weapons or like ability things. It's it was just a really fun level to level. Uh, it it scratched that kind of itch that those kind of uh, Isaac type games. Um, it's not the the fighting. It, it it's um, dash heavy. So it takes a little bit to get the fighting, understand it, um, because it doesn't fight exactly like an Isaac or like a twin stick or, you know, like one of those other... um, It's more like take take a shot instead of spray the level down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of um, learning curve just on unlearning the way you're playing other games and then Mm. learning this fight style. But I like the characters. I, I think it's... Uh, neat uh, like the levels are fun mm-hmm. it's just a solid the art's pretty good the only like literally the only thing is the loading screens get a little bit much especially since you will die you know these games aren't uh, you know you can go on runs that are a couple minutes but at some point you're going to die in the beginning you know mm-hmm. so other than that I, I liked it a lot um, so that that I would say would be uh marquee level but it's not that's i wouldn't say there's particularly anything that's super unique about it other than the, it's, just, it's just solid it's solid and the fight style is different mm-hmm. in a way that's if you're tired of those type of games but want another one mm-hmm. this is a good break between playing them okay i could see that yeah because i played that um blazon beaks yeah and that is probably closer to how those usually play, but it's still perfectly fine. Uh, haven't gotten super deep into it, but... Um... The other marquee-level game I wanted to talk briefly about before we go, because I haven't finished it yet, uh, is Katana Zero. Oh, really? You like it? I like it a lot. I've heard mixed things about that. It is... It is very tough. It's like essentially side-scrolling Hotline Miami. But it's not. It's not like Ninja Gaiden tough, from what I understand. It's. I mean, I never played the original Ninja Gaiden or anything. Freaking brute! All of them, even the Xbox ones. It's it's a lot of um, you you're expected to be able to recall and use a handful of abilities at like a second's notice. So there's like a time slowdown there's a dash or a roll or whatever. And the whole thing is just like clear out the level. Yeah. The critique that I heard is that it doesn't feel as puzzly as like hotline Miami, which was like a puzzle you could, you could complete in 10 different ways. Right. But like, it's still, you had to figure out the path you were going to go through. 
And so I, I didn't I didn't p- get it because it it seemed just like an inferior version of Hotline. The, and I think part of that is because it's side scrolling. Yeah. That you don't have that like you can't approach stuff from you can only go from like two maybe three angles if you can come from below or whatever. Yeah. Um what I do like about Katana Zero though is actually the way they're doing the storytelling I think is super effective. And that's not what I went to that game for. I went because I was like, oh, this looks like Hotline Miami, like stylized. It's got Devolver behind it, which I'll, I'll pay attention to pretty much anything. anything they can, yeah. um, but you also don't feel like garbage playing it, which is a downside. Uh, true. It is <laughs> It is dour, though. Um, they just – there's this thing. They, they have their Hotline Miami between level thing. You know how you were in Hollywood? You would have to go to like a grocery store yeah. or get a pizza. <laughs> like weird atmospheric stuff. Yeah. Um, and they have that in this that's like not combat. It's you're in your apartment and you go grab a cup of tea and then you go fall asleep on the couch. You love tea games, I think is what it is. What other tea game? You were just playing that old man 30 minutes to Mars or 30 days oh, right, to Mars. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it it has a lot of really well done story beats that I'm actually like remember as I was playing just being like whoa like they pace it well they pace it in a really unexpected cool unique way and they do dialogue where you have choices uh, that depending on like you can interrupt the conversation flow and be like an asshole. Like you can answer right away and it's like I don't have time for this. Really, or you can you, change your your personality. Depending on yeah, there's like dialogue huh. trees that I think all it does is give you a different take on the story. Like, they're one of the in between things they have is you go to like the psychiatrist who gives you your medicine, quote unquote. Don't really know like what the bigger thing is with that, but you can as soon as you go there, you can just be like, "I'm just here for my medicine. I want to leave." Yeah, or you can indulge him and answer his questions, and then he's like, "Great, great, you've been very patient today." And they just do a lot of really smart stuff with, like, sudden jump cuts to somewhere else that really help get you into this – the mind of this character who, like, his reality is really distorted. Um, it, the drug, I think, that he's giving you is what's giving you this power to slow down time, which reminds me of Dread. Yeah. Um, but – Or it's very Mother Russia Bleeds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that – is the devolver of it and less the gameplay. Like the gameplay is good and serviceable and requires skill and is satisfying when you do it. The art is amazing. It's really great pixel work, but the writing and the story and how the story is presented to you in the context of this game and what they have, I think is, is actually really great. Um, that said it's, probably if that's all the only reason you're coming to it it's not worth buying at full price um i did and i wasn't like disappointed in it but i have also not finished it um i would still print i was on the fence because i was like i was excited when i saw it and then once i started talking to people who actually played it and like reading about it i got less excited to the point where i didn't even want to buy it the draw for me is the story and i was like playing through levels so i could get the next story beat Okay. Less so I could play the next level, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I liked it a lot. The game is the game. Game is the game is the game. Uh, well, that's a, a long extra 
That's a really big shoe. Yeah, big shoe. Um, how do we end these? Uh, you, you usually tell people to go to the Explosive Magical website. Uh, there's a new Patreon account for LOLJK. You guys should all go and uh, give money to. Yeah. Uh, keeps the, the website running. Keeps this show on the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there's some dumb shirts that Joey made that'll gross people out. If you walk around on the street in them, you should mm-hmm. get those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, uh, a WASPOD email, which is waspod at gmail.com. You can send us questions, send us, uh, reviews of stuff. You can tell us about anything in games that you think's interesting. If you want us to talk about it, you can also tweet at us at waspod. We have a waspod steam group, uh, on steam um joey's clock face i am dibno d-y-b-n-o uh you can go on twitch and buy idiot town which was a game i made a long <laughs> time ago itch itch whatever yeah not twitch not twitch itch. twitch oh man i've been getting so many people hacking my twitch account it's not even funny really to the point where i actually uh turned on two-step authentication because i was just tired of it yeah it's like i don't know what they're doing with my account <laughs> But whatever it is, I guess I shouldn't let them. It gives out rewards for free-to-play games. That's probably the reason why people want those. <laughs> but I haven't claimed those, and nobody claimed those yeah. still. Like, <laughs> Twitch has really dropped the ball on the quality of their free games. You know, They yeah. used to give really good stuff. Not so much anymore. They ran out. Um, but anyways, I mean, it's free games. How can I complain? But anyways, mm-hmm. I turn on two-step authentication. Now I get like texts all the freaking time. Oh, like, your authentication? Here's Did your you change code. your password? I did, and it's still people. Whoa. Yeah, so that's when I turned on Two Step, and now I get like requests all the time. That's crazy. Yeah, so don't talk to us on Twitch. We do have a Twitch account, WazPod, but we haven't streamed in a long, yeah, long I think time. It's been several years. So don't, <laughs> so don't look at that. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's uh, custom shows and not all so that. much these days. There's just shirts. Now. I mean, you can buy them, right? Can you still buy those, that? The, the premium shows. Premium not, shows. Not the custom shows. Oh, you can't buy those anymore? No. So you missed out fuckers. <laughs> yeah. You, you can still them. listen to them. They're yeah, all on, them. on iTunes. They were they were paid for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, uh, and then you should check out all the other shows. There's the Explosive Movie Show, uh, Criterionauts uh, is going, um, LOLJK is still going strong. You could listen to another show that Joey and I did called Street Wisdom. Um, it's where we offer our advice. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> really interested to see where this goes. So, I mean, as you probably know, Joey grew up in mean streets of North Dakota. <laughs> Dude, shit gets raw up there. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, I mean, it's... It's all the diversity that they have. It creates a lot of tension. Yeah. And so he teaches me about the different skills he like, he's picked up. <laughs> Most of it's dealing, uh, interacting with uh, hobos, old-timey hobos. Uh, episode six, uh, he teaches uh, me the appropriate use of the word brudda. <laughs> then episode five, um, we talk about roadkill. <laughs> went went six to five. <laughs> uh, anyways, just, just it, it mostly sucks. Check it out. <laughs> street street wisdom. Street wisdom. What about the gasoline? 
Uh, that's a secret episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's 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 episode eighteen. I um, don't know. Huff gasoline and became homeless. I guess. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you.